With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming. It's January the 17th, 2016. And tonight I was kind of motivated by a friend that uh, was talking about the Sabbath and, you know, whether we're under the Ten Commandments, whether we're under the old law still. So um, I've done a little more research. I had one talk show a little while back about it, but the more the more you research it, and the, you know, the more you find out sort of things. So that was kind of my motivation was um, to, to, to talk about that tonight. And um, so I'll just start so I, I can get going on it. And um, so the question, you know, that we have here, are we under the Ten Commandments, you know? Um, are we, are we um, obligated to, to do certain things under the law, okay, the law, uh, which the Ten Commandments was a small, small part of the law. And the law was made for the Israelites, okay, when, uh, when uh, God took them, uh, out of out of Egypt, you know, rescued them out of Egypt because they were being slaves, and he had a plan for them. He had a purpose for them. Okay, um, this is this was the group where Jesus Christ was going to come out of, was the Israelites. So through their these people that God had saved and rescued, this was the line, the descendants, where Jesus Christ was coming out. So this was the plan. This is. This is what it's all about, and this is where the Ten Commandments came, because God had to give them some laws, you know, <clears throat> some things they had to 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 learn, obey, um, and to, to learn how to be righteous, because they were slaves. They had no idea what God's laws were or God's rules, but they knew that they wanted to be with God, and they, they wanted to be a part of God, and they believed in God. So by God rescuing them out of Egypt, he had to give them rules and regulations to... to to, to help them to learn how to be righteous, to, to help them to learn about God, okay, and what he expected of his people, and the same as, you know, what he expects out of us, you know, to, to, to make us righteous people, you know, to be good people, and, and to be the type of people that God wants us to be for our own benefit. So these laws were, were not only to make people, the, the men and women then learn about God and what he, you know what's righteous. It was for their own protection also, you know, to become good people. So I'm just going to read a little paragraph here and there, and then um, um, post some scriptures. Um, so what laws does God want us to obey? Must we keep the Bible laws, uh, the law of Moses? Some people call it, or they just call it the law. Okay, this is also, this law is also the law of God, because he is the one who gave it, right? It makes sense. Okay, Moses merely delivered the law to the people. Okay, the law of Moses consisted of more than 600 individual laws or commandments, including the 10 main ones, which we know of as the 10 commandments. 
So as Moses spoke, he commanded them to perform even the Ten Commandments, okay, that that God had wrote upon the tablets, the two the two stone tablets. And I think most remember that story where Mo- Moses went up into the mountain, and he spent quite quite some time up there, and and actually spoke with God, and God with His hand, you know, with His power wrote the commandments on two tablets of stone, and Moses brought them down off the mountain to his people. So these ten, these ten commandments were very, very important. Um, when you study the Bible, you'll find that these, these two tablets of stone were carried everywhere they went, you know, and when they went to meetings and they discussed these, these tablets, these tablets were very precious they were carried everywhere and, and into meetings and into the congregations and and into the you know the altars. So um, they they were very special. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. So who did God give this law to? Okay, these laws to, including the Ten Commandments. Did He give them to all mankind? Okay, here this is the question. Is it was it to all mankind? Okay, and what was the purpose of the law? Okay, there's there's two important questions. What was the purpose of the law? Okay, God always has a reason for everything He does. Okay, so the it was a, for Israel. Okay, the men and women that came out of Egypt. It was a special purpose for them. Okay. It was not given to all mankind, okay? God made a covenant or an agreement, okay, with the descendants of Jacob, okay? Um, And they became the nation, and a nation of Israel, okay? God gave his laws only to this nation, okay? The Bible makes this clear, um, and maybe we can look this scripture up in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 5, okay? This is a real good one. I mean, they're all good. (laughs) Okay, Deuteronomy 5 and uh, verses 1 and 3. And I'm just going to put that on the board for anybody that wants to look it up, okay? It's situated here. Deuteronomy. Okay, I went a little further, 
but this is when he went up into the mountain. When he come down, he he showed the men and women these laws, these 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 ten laws, these ten commandments. Okay, so God concluded a covenant. Okay, it was a special arrangement just between uh, God and them, as it says here. <clears throat> Again, um, it was not within in verse three here. In Deuteronomy 5 and 3, it says, It was not with our forefathers, okay, that God concluded this covenant. So it was particularly for them. And there's a lot of other scriptures, but I I won't put them up. uh, That one will do for now. So the Apostle Paul, okay, he asked the question, Why then the law? Yes, for what purpose did God give his law to Israel? And Paul answers saying, I'll give you that scripture in a bit. Paul answered saying, to make transgressions manifest, okay? To make them understand and see what they're doing wrong, okay? Until the seed, which is Jesus, should arrive to whom the promise has been made, okay? Until the seed should arrive, which is Jesus, and that was the promise. So it says here, consequently, consequently, The law has become a tutor, our tutor or teacher, leading to Christ. Now, I'm just marking things off here so I know what scriptures I've read and and which ones I haven't. So excuse me for a second. Um, Before I go any further, okay, I've got to come back to this one. Before I go any further, since we're already... uh, no, I won't. Uh, debating what to do here. Like I say, it doesn't take me much to get unorganized. <laughs> so uh, it doesn't take much to throw me off. So anyway, okay, we'll go, we'll go to Galatians. Okay, Galatians 3. Galatians 3. This one shows that Jesus Christ was a tutor. Or the law was a tutor, okay, leading up to Christ. That was the purpose of this law. Okay, it was to teach them, um, you know, about Jesus Christ, what's going to be happening here in the future, and that Jesus Christ is coming, and it, this is what this, this group, God was teaching this group, okay? So we'll go in here to Galatians. Galatians, uh, chapter 3. Verse 19 to 24. Verses 19. Four. I'm going to have to look that up. Okay. Last way I didn't think I'd be doing it. <clears throat> anyway, in Galatians 3, verse 19. And uh, again, Galatians, Paul wrote Galatians. Okay, uh, what Galatians is 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 well, like a congregation. So Paul was writing to the Galatians, okay, like a specific congregation. So he was saying here in verse 19, why then the law? It was added to make transgressions manifest until the seed should arrive to whom the promise has been made, and it was transmitted through angels by the hand of a mediator. Um. 
where only one person is concerned, but God is the only one. Is the law, therefore, against the promises of God? May that never happen. For if a law has been given, it was able to give life, righteousness, and would actually have been made by the means of the law. But the scriptures deliver up all things together to the custody of sin, that the promise resulting from faith towards Jesus Christ might be given to those exercising faith. So the law is showing um, these men and women, you know, um, that that they are sinners, okay, and to teach them uh, about Jesus Christ, about the the result of it is for them to have faith towards Jesus Christ is what the purpose of it is. Um, I'm just going to read a little further down. <clears throat> However, before the faith arrived, we are being guarded under law, under law, being delivered up together into custody, looking to the faith that was destined to be revealed. Consequently, the law has become our tutor leading to Christ, that we might be declared righteous due to faith. But now, but now that faith has arrived, we are no longer under a tutor. So remember, this was Paul, and he was writing after Jesus Christ, you know, had died. And so this is what he was saying. Consequently, the law was a tutor leading to Christ. But then in verse 25, it says, But now that faith has arrived, which was Jesus, we are no longer under a tutor. Okay, They're no longer under a law, because the law led to Christ, and Christ fulfilled the law. Okay. Um, okay, I'm just looking at the chat board and see if there's anything that uh, and, and you know I need to, to stop for. So the special purpose of the law was to protect and guide the nation of Israel so that they might get ready to accept Christ when He arrived. So the many sacrifices, the many sacrifices required by the law reminded the Israelites that they were sinners who needed a Savior. So as we know that Christ was the Savior that took the sins away, because basically we were doomed to die. We had no hope. Or, you know, the men men and women back then had no hope, and we would have no hope if Jesus Christ had, if the arrangement wasn't made by God for Jesus Christ to come sacrifice himself because of Adam and Eve, because of Adam's sin. Um, Jesus paved the way for us to to be saved. So um, to continue on, um, with Christ being the end of the law, Jesus, like I said, was of course the the promised Savior that the angels even proclaimed during Jesus' birth. So when Christ came and gave his perfect life as a sacrifice, what happened to the law? It was removed, like we just read, uh, Paul explained in Galatians 3 and 25 that we just read, okay? So the removal of the law was a really a, a relief to the Israelites, okay? First of all, it showed them all of the sinners, okay? Because they all fell short of keeping the law, okay? They could not keep the law perfectly. So, and like I said, there was many, many laws, you know? Some were laws that 
of what they should do and other were laws of what they should not do. You know, um, there was over, did I mention there was over uh, over 600 other laws, okay? Um, I want to, uh, just to, oh no, I won't get into that yet. I was going to get into something, but I'm not going to, I'll get sidetracked. But anyway, Christ, by purchasing, he released us from the curse of the law, Paul said. And since we're in Galatians, let's just read that. In uh, Galatians chapter 3, verse 10, 14, how Paul says, oh, uh, you know, we were released from the curse. They called it a curse, the curse of the law, because uh, it it was very strict. And, you know, you you wouldn't think that anything to do with God you would call a curse, but that's what they did call it. So anyway, uh, let's take a look at Galatians Galatians chapter 3, again in verse 10 to 14. Since we're there. Oh, that's it. I'm going to go over to my neighbor and I'm going to tell her what for this afternoon. And because through grace, I'm going to be saved. Yoo-hoo. Excellent. I've always wanted an out of this. Oh, we are. Oh, oh, we are. You know, it, it's a gift now. It's a, it, it's a gift. I, I typed that up there wrong. Um, Galatians 3. Yeah, this is so interesting. Um, I typed that wrong. Sorry. Galatians 3. I, okay, I'll get it here. Yep. Um, Verses 10 to 14. Sorry, friends. Okay, we'll try that. Galatians 3, 10 to 14. Yeah, this is this is so interesting. Like I said, I almost got behind tonight because I, I, I got into things and I just couldn't get out of it. I thought, wow. What they had to go through, you know, and, and uh, the, the faith that they would have had to have it was just, Amazing. So I'm going to read this in Galatians 3 about the law, okay? And 14. For all those who depend upon the works of the law are under a curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that does not continue in all the things written in the scroll of the law in order to do them. Moreover, that by law no one is declared righteous. With God is evident, because the righteous one will live by reason of faith. Now the law does not adhere to faith. By he that does them shall live by means of them. Christ purchased, Christ by purchase released us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse instead of us, because it is written, Accursed is every man hanged upon a stake. The purpose was that the blessing of Abraham might come to be by means of Jesus Christ for the nation, that we might receive the promised spirit through our faith. That's that's a lot of information. And but the the point, you know, here is that they were reminded that they were sinners, okay? 
and it was very, very strict laws, and so much that that uh, it was considered a curse. It was it, it was written that it was a curse. Cursed is everyone that does not continue in all the things written in the scroll of the law. So, like I said before, there were over 600 laws, including the Ten Commandments. So that's why it says in the Bible here, the scroll of the law. So it wasn't just, it was not just the tablets, okay, the two tablets. Um, Okay, um... So let's think of that, okay? Now here's the here's the scripture that I want to show how strict, you know, it was um to obey, you know, God and uh how strict these laws were because within this community, which was millions, okay, millions, um were taken from were taken from Egypt. And God guided them for 40 years through the wilderness into beautiful a beautiful land eventually. Okay, and they were really put to a test. And uh, I want to go back and just show you how strict uh, and serious it was to keep this organization clean. God meant you keep this organization clean and you obey these laws, and he was strict. In Exodus 31, um, Exodus chapter 31, Uh, verses four. I can't even see what I've got wrote here. Fourteen and forty-five. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Let me take a look at it. Well, it can't be far because um, Exodus thirty-one, Exodus chapter thirty-one is not a very large. Okay, fourteen. Yeah, 14 to, uh, let's see, 14 and 15. That's what I wrote down by name, read my own writing. So I got so excited tonight, I kept adding scriptures and kept adding scriptures and scribbling. Yeah, Janina, yeah, you're right. All these laws where they had to wash their hands and they had to wash their hands right up to their elbows and they had to prepare their animals in specific ways, cut certain ways, cook certain ways. Um, oh, it was, yeah, it was ridiculous. And, and they're the ones that Jesus said no, you know. And, you know, even when, you know, the disciples were eating and they didn't wash their hands and, you know, and the priests were like, oh, my gosh, you know, you're a blasphemous, you know, you're not, you're not washing your hands before you eat. You know, you, you could get into trouble for this. And God says, no, you know, that's, that's, that's a stupid law, really, that, you know, you're just going to get killed or something or something stupid like that just for not washing your hands. And, you know, you, you, you're, the penalty of death is if you don't, um, you know, if you don't kill a sheep or an ox in a certain way and, you know, and it's got to be done this way and that way and, you know, when you, when you kill it, you've got to sacrifice it this way and sacrifice it that way. That's more paganistic, Mm-hmm. It was, it was yeah. really serious. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what that's what Jesus come come to do away with those 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 laws. 
which didn't really mean anything. Well, I guess they must, they must have at that time, you know, if, if God put these 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 laws in 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 place. Um, but but well, Jesus... I don't know if God. I don't know if God put those laws in place because God only put the Ten Commandments in place. Well, and even even Jesus himself said, you know, um, I have not broken one of my father's commandments. So there wasn't one that he broke of his father's commandments. And then he said, if you know me, you know, John 1 John 2, uh, you know, 1 John 2 verse 3 says, um, we know that he's come to, you know, if you love me, you'll keep my com- his commandments. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, once you're, you know, to me, once you're aware of what the commandments are and once you're, you, you know, I'm not talking about all those other silly laws. You know, I'm talking about the two tablets that had the Ten Commandments on them. You know, so, and... You know the Jews went. The Jews, oh my God, they had they had five books of scrolls, just ridiculous with all the laws that they had. You know, you wouldn't have been able to move without having your having your knickers, you know, wrapped in a certain way. You know that. <laughs> really, that's crazy. You know, but to me, God. God doesn't want us to do that. God wants us to come to him through love and the only things that has been passed down through the ages are those are those commandments of the the of are the ten commandments, those ten. And even Jesus said himself that he has not broken one of his father's commandments. You know, and we are supposed to live, you know, um we as Christians, um it's it's you know, we've got to think righteously. We've got to, you know, have a bit of common sense with this. You know, um, and it's 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 only natural. So you just got to think about it, and you go, oh my God, you know, gee, I forgot to wash my hands. I'm not going to be stoned for it. You know, I don't have to pick up a lash and hit myself with mm-hmm. this whiplash, you know, 15 times because I forgot to wash my hands. You know, that's the law that Jesus come to do away with. You know, um, you know, and and as he said, you know, um, if you love me, you will you will follow the commandments, and the commandments are those ten that 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 are on that tablet, and that to me that's all I can do because mm-hmm. I've got to follow what's in my heart, and Sonia, you've got to follow what's in your heart. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you're going to be put to death or go, you know. It's, and it doesn't mean that there are people out there who do the Sunday and on the Sunday and and they believe that God and Jesus said Sunday and they believe that Jesus said, you know, we don't have to worry about the commandments. Well, I don't believe that. You know, I, I no. believe that, yeah. you know, um, and there are people that have to work on the Sabbath, mm-hmm. you know, that otherwise they're going to lose their their jobs. Yeah, you know. So well, there's, there's a few things. Yeah, you know, there's a few things, Janine, like you're talking about that I that I was going to cover. You know exactly what you're saying, and I've okay. got some scriptures here that actually show exactly like you're saying. Um, you know, 
uh, the law was very strict back then, and the scripture that I just put up in Exodus 31 was talking about the Sabbath. And um, uh, yeah, and it says anyone who doesn't obey it will be put to death. Exactly. Exactly. Um, they you were know, stoned. That's, that's not. That's not God's way. He's not going to put well, you it, to death. It, it says right in the Bible. It says right in the Bible here. Um, where can I find it here? <clears throat> that it was it was God, like Moses, talking about the two, the the tablets, and um, it's uh, it, this this scripture here does not mention God. Um, saying this is what you do, but the next scripture that I was going to read. Um, it does say that God actually said, yes, this, this one has to be stoned to death. Uh, I just have to find it. Uh, like I say, I get running. I yeah. Get, get going yeah. Around. It's like, it's like when, um, you know, Jesus, uh, saved Mary Magdalene, you know, cause she was a prostitute and everybody saved her, you know, and that all the people were going to stone her, you, you know, and, and mm-hmm. he said, right. Those who are without sin cast the first stone, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and he said, "Well, I won't condemn you, but it's to go and sin no more, you know." And did she ever go back to prostitution? Don't I don't th- I don't think so. I don't believe so. I, I believed after after that she she stopped being a prostitute. Yeah, yeah, we. We could see why she wouldn't. Yeah, we could see why she wouldn't because she, she had faith in Jesus. So it, it only makes sense that, you know, we presume that she didn't because she believed in him and she was actually looking forward to him. So she knew about him. She had heard about him. So not likely, did she? Yeah, but, but, before, then, but before then, she was just trying to earn a living. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that, that, that's what her living was. Um, you know, and then after Jesus saved her, she went, oh my gosh, you know, here is an honourable man, you know, um, and she would have went with him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, that, you know, it is spoken of her a few times after, you know, I think when they all... Um, when they all congregated after Jesus' death, there was Mary Magdalene. wasn't Wasn't Mary Magdalene in the room as well, as well as um, Jesus' mother Mary? I believe so. So she she totally transformed her life. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. Oh yeah. You know, I, I've seen a a guy I used to go to college with, and he, oh, he was, oh, he was just a nasty piece of work you know and I didn't see him for a long time and I the next time I saw him he has he was totally converted to you know to go to church and he was totally changed the young man was totally changed it was wonderful to see yeah yeah that is that that just thrills your heart doesn't it it just thrills your heart yeah. Well, Janine, you know, there was some things I was reading fine. when when there was some things that I was reading, like um, I don't know how many scriptures I've got on the board, and, and for other people that may come and listen, I do want to make sure I get the scriptures up that I was thinking of for other people's sake. Um, 
I just want to see where I ended up there in Exodus. I'd like to read that so it's on record. Um, you know how serious it was to to keep the laws uh, back then, and I'll, I'll just read that in Exodus thirty one fourteen. It says, and you must keep the Sabbath, for it is something holy to you. And this is an Exodus, so this is Moses writing this, okay? A profaner of it, you know, not keeping the Sabbath, will be put to death. In case there's any one of you doing work on it, that soul must be cut off from the midst of his people. Six days may be worked, um, work may be done, but on the seventh day is the Sabbath of complete rest. It is something holy to God. Anyone doing work on the Sabbath will positively be put to death. Okay, and then there was an, another scripture that I was going to... Uh, yes, I certainly went over the top with all those laws. Well, that's that, That's the way it was. That's because God expected um, complete devotion, complete total devotion. And, and he was training these people, and these people wanted to to be a part of, of God and this was the laws you know that was the laws back then and and he expected a clean and organized organization you know the same as he does now he expects us to be serious and 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 to keep things you know serious like it's it's not like okay I'll sin today and ask for forgiveness and then uh, t- tomorrow I'll go do the same thing you know that that's not seriousness. You know, so um, it these were God's laws back then. You know, and He had a, a good reason well. That's for them. how they understood them to be. That's how man understood those laws to be, and that's why Jesus needed to come down to say, "Look, you know, use a bit of your common sense here." No, these laws these laws were made by God. You know, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that man made these laws, but these laws are talking about Moses, okay? At this time, this was Moses and the Ten Commandments. Like, Moses made the Ten Commandments, and all these other laws and these sacrifices of animals had to be had to be made. And see, like, the law was a tutor leading up to Jesus Christ, so these sacrifices were made as an atonement for the sins in which Jesus would be the final atonement for the sins sacrifice of his blood would be a perfect atonement so they had to do the all these all these laws as a, a tutor leading up in, in to Christ so you know these laws were made by God and if people didn't obey yeah, them, but they, then that that makes a total that makes a total uh, lie out of Jesus no no, no yesterday today and forever no, so that, no. that means that God changed his mind. No, 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 it just says that Christ was No, it just says that Christ was the end of the law. The the law was a tutor leading up into Christ. See, when when God took them out, out of Egypt or out of yeah, out of Egypt, they didn't know anything about God's laws. There was nothing written. And and what they were like I said were slaves in Egypt. What did they know? So when Moses took them out, he said, well, this is what God has said. This is what we have to do. These are God's laws, and we have to obey them. So at that time, it was Moses that led them out of Egypt and in the wilderness. So that's what these Ten Commandments and these laws are all about, was the Moses, or the Moses, the, the, the laws that Moses got from God. See? Now, when we go to Jesus, 
when we go to Jesus in 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 the uh, religious leaders at that time, that that's a whole different that's a whole different theme. Okay, this is why Jesus came was to and like uh, as we know in some of the scriptures. Uh, if I get to them here, I'll I'll um, show the scripture. But remember, it said that Jesus did not come to destroy the law, but Jesus came to fulfill the law because he was a tutor. Um, or the law was the tutor leading up to Christ. So Christ was the end of the law, and he fulfilled the law. So the law was the, the law was abolished. The, the law was obsolete now. We don't have to go by that law. We don't have to sacrifice animals. We don't have to do a lot of things that are in that law. Okay? So, you know, that's why, like what we were reading just a few minutes ago, they considered it a curse because it was, because God was strict, because Moses, you know, when he gave these laws, Moses also said, we, this, you know, when you read some of the stories that, you know, the the men and then women that were destroyed because they were disobeying God, he, you know, it was, this, this was serious leading up to Christ is serious. You know, many were destroyed. They were not even allowed to socialize with uh, cities outside of them. See, this, these laws were to protect them, leading to Christ and to the promised land. They were going to a promised land. God was rescuing them out of Egypt. So um, this was this was serious, you know. Uh, the same as it is nowadays. It's serious that... that uh, it is. It is serious, but we, we can't, you know, like... We probably, because we haven't lived in those times, and really, you know, as it says, you know, Jesus came to fulfill the law. So he came to set the record straight. That's my understanding of it, you know, and he wanted to prove that his son, you know, God's son Jesus was totally, you know, total love. And he wanted to show everybody, you know, what what the real law, what how much God loved us, and this is what He wants us to do. You know, so to me, um, I can never, I cannot find anywhere in the Bible where Jesus says, "By grace, you don't have to obey any of the commandments," because Jesus has actually said, "I have obeyed my Father's commandments." Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a difference between like the law that people seem to write, have written, you know, in regard to what they believe the Ten Commandments were, and Jesus coming along going, No, I'm fulfilling the Ten Commandments and I'm going to demonstrate to you what what God really means by these Ten Commandments. And so if, if you're honouring God on the Sabbath and your ox or someone is in dire straits and they need your help, well, you're honouring God because you're going to your fellow man or you're going to your fellow, you're going to the aid of, it could be an animal or man, you know. And even Jesus said, what you do at least to, you know, to the brethren, you know, you've done for God. 
So you go and assist those people who are fallen. You're, you're honouring God, you know, but to say, oh, no, I can't touch it. I can't do any work because it's a Sabbath. I'm just going to have to leave my animal in the ditch until tomorrow. That's just crazy. That's what God, that's what Jesus come here for. Yeah. To show yes, us, to show us a... the difference, to show us the difference between what God meant and what how, how man perceived it to be. You know, this is my common sense, logical understanding of the whole lot. You know, um, and they would have lived in those times back then. Life would have been hard. They would have had very, very strict rules. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that, and they went off track again by, you know. You know, you've got Sodom and Gomorrah that was blown up, and then you've got the really strictness of the of these these laws, and um, you know, yeah. So, yeah. So that's how I see it. Jesus came to fulfil that law, as in to show us exactly what God meant in those Ten Commandments. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I could, you know, like I could. No, no, I, I. Thank you, Janine. I think it's wonderful what you're saying. Yeah, um, like like I'm just trying to point out to to friends, uh, people, you know, and ones that come on the talk shows maybe in a uh, at a later date, um, the scriptures mostly, and um, and I enjoy your your conversation because um, you, you've got some points that I want I want to bring out more also by by showing the scriptures to exactly what you're saying. Okay, and, and like I said, uh, the, it says right here in the Bible that they considered the law a curse, and 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 they were they were glad that Jesus had fulfilled the law, and that and that law was was abolished. The words abolished are in the, in um, in the Bible. Um, I've got a couple typed up in here. Um, Romans six fourteen and ten and fourteen, and I just want to read them again, where they they talk about Christ is the end of the law, so that that uh, you know friends will know that these scriptures are in the Bible. So I just want to we'll look up Romans and um, chapter six, verse fourteen, and just read that. It says, for sin must not be master over you, seeing that you are not under law, but you are under undeserved kindness. Okay, so it all changed now that Jesus was, uh, Jesus came. Now they were not under law. And uh, I'll just read a little bit further here um, in Romans 10, verse 4. It says quite plainly, for Christ is the end of the law, so that everyone exercising faith may have righteousness. Okay, so um, I just wanted those scriptures up on the board and those scriptures mentioned so others can research this themselves. Now, I just want to talk a, a little bit about, like I had mentioned before, that this law was actually... A, uh, protection for the Israelites, okay? Because remember when uh, Moses took them through the Red Sea, you know, when they were first escaping from Egypt, Moses took them through the Red Sea, you know, so by obeying God's laws and by obeying the ones that he had given instructions to care for these people, like Moses and his brother Aaron, okay, the law protected them, 
okay? It was like a barrier or a wall, you know, and protected them from other people outside of them, okay? Not everyone was under this law. Like, you know, they could do whatever they wanted, but these ones that were with Moses and, and trying to follow God these 40 years through the wilderness had to obey these laws because if they didn't, there would be chaos. And that's why a lot of them died because they didn't, they, they didn't obey the laws. So anyway, this law, I just wanted to talk about, uh, it also talks in the Bible that uh, with this law gone, okay, with Jesus coming, now there wasn't basically a particular people because in the world we live in today, uh, a lot of believe that, you know, just the Jews are going to be saved. But with Christ, okay, now the law has changed that he has opened because Christ had, had abolished this law now there was an opening for not only you know Jews or you know particular people but several peoples the israelites and the the non-israelites so i had a scripture here in ephesians that i just wanted to to show you too so because like i say many believe that only a particular group of people you know uh are going to be saved and the bible shows that because of Christ. Now, that's that's opened up a whole new um, opportunity for every man and woman in the world, okay? Not just one particular type of people. So I just want to share this one scripture with you um, in Ephesians chapter 2. Because I think that's important. Thank you, Janine. You've got tons of scriptures in there. Beauty. Ephesians. Well, while you're looking for that, I've got some too, so which I've put up on the board. Matthew, um, Matthew nine, uh, seven, sorry, Matthew five, seven to nineteen. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to fulfil. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away. Not the smallest uh, tether or stroke shall pass from the law until it all is accomplished. So whoever then annuls one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever keeps and teaches them, he shall be called in the king. He shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. John 14 verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. John 14, verse 21. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father and I too will love them and show myself to them. Um, There's John 14, verse 23. Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them and I will come to them and make our home with them. 1 John 2 verse 3 We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. 2 John 1 verse 5 And this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands referring to Jesus' commands. Okay, and if you have heard from the beginning, his commands is that you walk in love. 
Proverbs 4, verse 4. Then he taught me and he said, Take hold of my words with all of your heart. Keep my commands and you will live. Proverbs 7, verse 2. Keep my commandments and live and my teaching as the apple of your eye. Um, bind them to your fingers, write them on the tablet of your heart. Okay, so, you know, um, and Jesus himself said, I have kept my father's commandments. So, um, you know, the, the disciples were with Jesus. Uh, they spent the time with Jesus. Uh, they wrote, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. They wrote that. Um, you know, so, um, you know, so, and even in Mark um, 7, uh, verses 7 to 9, but in vain do they worship me, teachings as doctrines, the precepts of men, neglecting the commandment of God, okay? You hold to the traditions of men. Um, and so he was also saying to them, you are experts, you know, at settling aside the commandment of God to, in order to keep your tradition, you know. Um, and that's, I think that's more or less talking about, you know, Sunday service. Um, and the Sunday, as we know, that the Sunday service was actually done in the Council of Lycia, you know, under, um, you know, under, what's his name? Uh, Constantine. In 300 and uh, what was it? Is it 363 or 393? I am not. I don't know, Cheyenne. Uh, no, it's Janine. <laughs> or Janine, I do that all the time. Yeah. I, think I, talk, I talk to Cheyenne a lot, and she's sorry, Janine. Sorry, honey. Yeah. Yeah. No, th- um, that, no, I don't that's know. okay. So I'm just, you know, so that that's right. 363. Okay. So. It was a Catholic church in the Council of Lycia in six six in three sixty three who transferred it from the Saturday to the Sunday. Okay, Janine, I just just on, on that issue about the Sabbath, since we're talking about that, if you don't mind me jumping in, um, when you think about it now, some a, a lot of men and women think the Ten Commandments uh, are separate from the rest of the law. Okay, they they separate them, just because the Ten Commandments were the ones that, that Moses got off off the hill, okay, and brought down to his people. Okay, now what I want to do is, if you jump into Matthew, go over to Matthew on the Sermon on the Mount, we'll see there. Now that that's a wonderful chapter to read. We'll see there that uh, Jesus used the, the 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 laws from Moses and all the other laws. Okay, I'm just going to switch over, switch to Matthew. And the, now I want to put this in so so men and women can read this because this is a beautiful, the most beautiful part of the Bible uh, is Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Okay, and he's talking about all these laws. Okay, and there's no distinction. You see, he doesn't say there's any distinction from the Ten Commandments to um, to the other laws. Uh, in the, this Sermon on the Mount is in Matthew 5, verses 21, actually, to 42. So it's it's too long for me to read, okay? 
but read that, friends, if you if you want to read the the best part of the Bible to me, that's where Jesus is talking, you know, um the Sermon on the Mount is the best speech ever given. Um, you know, as Jesus Christ being the, the greatest teacher that's ever lived. Uh, it's it's beautiful. But anyway, w- my point is, when you read that, you see there's no distinction between any of the laws, whether it be the Ten Commandments and, and all the other laws. Nowhere in the Bible can you say, or anyone say, that there's there's a distinction between the Ten Commandments and all the other laws. All God's commandments we're supposed to obey. Thou shalt not steal, lie, um, you know, covet someone else's wife, um, whatever. And as far as the Sabbath also, you know, there's scriptures that says, remember when Jesus, you know, they they criticized Jesus and they said that, um, oh, you shouldn't be healing on the Sabbath. Well, even that changed. Okay, even that changed. It wasn't necessary, like you say, Janine, that you couldn't work or you couldn't do something. Okay, even the Sabbath changed. Okay, it wasn't necessary. He was doing his he was doing his father's work. He right. wasn't going out. He wasn't going out toiling the soil. Mm-hmm. You know, he was actually he was on his way to to the um, the synagogue. Okay, to and that's where Jesus spent his Sabbath days. He went to the synagogue and preached. So and that and that man was outside the synagogue and he was blind, you know. And that's he was doing his father's work, which is showing love and healing that man. Mm-hmm. You and know, Jesus, so and Jesus did that me, like every day. To me, to, yeah. to me, yeah, yeah, but. Um, of course, Jesus just lived it twenty four seven, but um, but for us, God knows that we have to work. God, you know, um, yeah, He knows all that. He 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 does that, and He's not saying, "Oh, you can't work on a Saturday." You know, I don't believe that. I believe if you have to work um, all day long, you would be thinking about God because it's all about thinking about God on that day. You know, because sometimes we get so caught up in our lives, we forget about God, and we do. In this in this earthly, this earthly place, we we can go a whole week and not even think about God. There's so many people that do that, but it's just to say, well, whatever you're doing on the Sabbath, think of me and honor me because I have given you everything. And it's a, it's just a tribute to God. That's how I see it. Without getting too, you know, anal about everything, as they say that word. I don't like it, but without getting too strict. Yeah, yeah. You know, too strict. Mm-hmm. You know, and and God understands that. And there are there are people who who do you know go to church on Sunday, but they have a, the love of God in their hearts. You can't tell me they're not going to be saved just because they haven't, but not you know because they believe that the the Sabbath was a Sunday, or because they haven't been told. But to me, you know, you've got to go with what's in your heart. So yeah, um, we can't I, we can't be the judges. Yeah, yeah we can't that, be the judges because there's a scripture. Yeah. Sorry, Jenny. There's a, just as you mentioned that there's a scripture that I'm looking for here in my notes um, that talks about. Um, to not judge what a man or a woman is eating or drinking or putting on or as far as um, um, 
and it talks about the Sabbath, about, um, you know, doing things or not doing things on a Sabbath. I'm just looking for that scripture. What a man or woman eats or drinks. Um, I I had it here somewhere. I was going to pull it up because that's exactly what you're saying. Same thing. Um, Now that Christ is, is the new covenant, okay, Christ is the new covenant, and there's many scriptures that show that, um, that we're not under, you know, like like I said, the law. He is a new covenant by his blood. It's a new covenant. So Jesus was saying in Galatians, yeah. in Galatians 5, 13 and 14, that now the entire law stands on fulfilled in one saying, namely, you must love your neighbor as yourself. And that's in Galatians five, thirteen and fourteen, and in Romans thirteen, eight to ten. And Jesus showed that. Jesus showed that. You know, when he was walking into the city, and there was that woman coming out, and she'd already lost her husband, and she lost her son. You know, and Jesus looked on her with so much compassion. You, you know, and it's always this compassion that he talks about before he does any healing and it's always written in the Bible Jesus had such compassion that he brought them to life you know so he he demonstrated as in love thy neighbor and he didn't even know this woman but he just saw in her heart her heart was crushed Mm -hmm. so he yeah so he um, it touched him so much that she would be so sorrowful and, and um, you know, that he went, oh, I, will, I can help this woman because he saw in her heart, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and that's what it's all about. It would about, just be really. wonderful. Yeah, it would just yeah. be wonderful if everybody was that way, you know. We, we live in such a bitter part of the world and we're so imperfect or a bitter time in, in this system when we're so imperfect, yeah. it's, so, it's so difficult. But the more... The more it is, we... it is, because if you if you go out of your way to help your neighbour, usually they, mm-hmm. you know, they take advantage of of that that kindness. And a lot of people take kindness for weakness. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, like, uh, you know, you might look after one puppy dog and then suddenly you're looking after it nearly all the time. <laughs> You know, like my neighbours do, and I go, well, look, you know, please, you know, look after your dog. If it gets out, I'll look after it. I'll make sure it's safe. But now they're taking advantage of it. They're just leaving it off the off the ch- off the chain. They know it's going to get out. They know it's going to come over oh, here. Yeah. You know, and it's not that's that's you know, and they wouldn't like it if I did it to them. And it's happening every day, all day, nearly every night. You know, and I, I'm going to have to, you know, go, I have to go and see them now because they're not honouring the neighbour thing. You know, um, yeah, just little things like that. Um, yeah, but then Jesus says, you know, when they said, how how many times do we forgive our neighbour? And he said, like, 70, 70 times seven. <laughs> you, you yeah. Know, um, and Jesus is hoping that through love, you know, through love that we are going to love God so much for every of all the wonderful things he's done for us. We are going to obey those commandments because we love him so much. But we're going to be, we're going to use common sense behind them. 
you know we are going to treat our neighbor as ourselves you know so we're we're not going to put a burden on them because we wouldn't like it on ourselves you know so do unto others as you would have done to you sort of thing mm -hmm. did i lose somebody i thought i heard a click you still there janine Oh, that was me um, muting out so you could talk. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, but that was the little click I've got okay. on my headset. Head okay, that's fine. Now I just have to think of um, where I was here. Um, I just want to make uh, friends understand what the law what was, what the purpose of the law was. And um, as... Jesus, when Jesus came, that men and women were no longer bound to the law. Okay, but still, you know, we we are obligated to love our neighbor as ourselves, and like the Bible says um, in Galatians five thirteen and fourteen, it says the entire law stands fulfilled in one saying, namely, you must love your neighbor as yourself. Now, um, I wanted to talk a little bit, as Janine has already talked a little bit about the Sabbath. You know, um, many, um, many men and women believe that uh, we have to have a, the Sabbath. We have to still um, take that day and one, uh, one day a week and, and for specifically for God. Now, I, I just want to read um, something in the Bible here about um, the Sabbath and the importance of it and why God created that Sabbath. If you just give me a moment so I can get my thoughts back together here. Um, sort my brain out. Okay, this is to do with the Sabbath. Okay, friends? And why it was so important for the Israelites, okay? It was specifically made for them, okay? And you'll see that here in a second when I read this. Uh, in Deuteronomy, I'm not as quick as Janine. Deuteronomy 5, uh, chapter or verse 12. Now, this is kind of a long one, but this is probably, out of everything I'm going to show you tonight, is probably the most important. Well, it's not that long. 12 to 15. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 12 to 15. It just looked long when I was looking at it here. Maybe I'm getting tired. Okay, I'm going to read that, friends. That's in Deuteronomy. So that's back in Moses' time. Keeping the Sabbath day to hold it sacred... Just as your God commanded you, you are to render service and you must do all your work six days. But the seventh day is the Sabbath to your God. You must not do any work, nor your sons do any work, nor your daughters, nor your slave man, nor your slave girl, nor your bull, nor your ass, nor your domestic animal, or your alien resident who is inside your gates in order that your slave man and your slave girl may, may rest the same as you. Okay? Covering everyone, including the animals. You must remember that, okay, here's the point. 
This is what God wants them to remember too, okay? You must remember that you became a slave in the land of Egypt. And Jehovah your God proceeded to bring you out of there with a strong hand and an outstretched arm. This is why Jehovah your God commanded you to carry on the Sabbath day. He wanted them to remember what God has done for them. He brought them out of Egypt. They were slaves there. And it was serious that he wanted them to take that day out to recognize this. That's how important it was. And it's right here in the scriptures. So keeping the Sabbath was very, very strict, serious to them. That's why God had, if anyone was caught doing any work, he had them killed. They were stoned to death by the whole congregations of all the men and women. So that's how serious it was. And that's why the Sabbath was so important back then. Okay. So when Jesus came, and then, the, um, of course, the, the everyone's used to carrying on the Sabbath. So when Jesus came, he said, look, you know, would you not get your ass out of the well, your, your donkey out of the well or whatever, um, you know, or would you not heal a man or something or do some good works, of course. But doing the Sabbath, we would not be condemned. You know, it, like the like the law says here, the, the entire law is fulfilled in one one saying. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that Jesus said you have to keep the Sabbath after um, he had fulfilled the law. There's nowhere that anyone can has shown me that the Bible says that you must keep the Sabbath. No, Jesus he just said, I have not broken one of my father's commandments. Mm-hmm. Well, God has many commandments. Like, I mean, this. I mean, the, well, he's the, got the Bible. Ten. Yeah, the Bible is full. <laughs> is full of laws. The whole Bible well, is a law. Yeah, but they're made man laws. They they've they've taken those ten commandments of God, I believe, and they've, you know, um, even Carl says, you know, the law could be three or four sentences, and. They've, all the codes and statutes have been taken to and added to just it, and it's man's interpretation of what that means you know and they add they add stuff all the time mm-hmm. you know whereas if you if you see if you see God work he's releasing man from that and he sent Jesus to release man from all that. If you don't do this, you're going to get killed. If you do, you know, you're not allowed to pick your, put your nose, you know, pick your finger, put your finger up your nose or you'll, you'll die. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's silly things like that. So I, I, this is where Jesus comes along. It's to free us. It's to free it's to free all that constraint. It's like now with all the laws they're bringing in. You know, you have a look at the government now. They're bringing in all these laws. You know, and what are they doing? They're enslaving the people again. Whereas if we had obeyed Jesus and kept to what Jesus said, you know, that we wouldn't need. There wouldn't be a need for all these other stupid laws. That, that people have bought in in the Old Testament, now they're bringing them in today because they're doing exactly the same thing today as they did back then, 
you know, and you know what? And God's going to have to come again, just like Jesus came before. Jesus is going to come again because people are not obeying the commandments. They're not doing the right thing, which is supposed to free the people to love God. That's all they're supposed to do. And not hurt, not hurt a neighbor. And we are, we are getting enslaved now, you know, with all these silly laws, just like we did back then. That's true, Janine, yeah. And they're actually saying it's a law. They're actually saying it's a law and it's not a law. God gave us the Ten Commandments. You know, and they're saying, oh, but God gave us all these other commandments and all these other laws. No, no, because you don't see them written on stone anywhere. No, 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 no. God didn't say that. I don't believe God gave anybody all those things. I believe man interpreted that that way. God gave us only, there's only 10 commandments that God gave us and he ripped them with his finger on stone, just like he did in the day of Daniel when he writ, you know, when he wrote that word on the, um, you know, on the, you know, when in, in Daniel's day when they were all celebrating and God's finger wrote something on on a wall. No, I don't recall that. No, no, it's in Daniel, okay? There's only two places where God has actually wrote anything. One was the Ten Commandments and the other was in Daniel where the, a, 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 the finger of God came out of the ethers and wrote, wrote something on the wall and, and, and they were having this huge celebration and Daniel is the one who interpreted it. That's um, interesting. Yeah, it's in, yeah, it's in Daniel. So there's only two times where God ever wrote anything down and I believe everything else is man-made, just like it is today. And that's why in Revelation, we're going to need God to come back. And I'm praying that Jesus comes back because, believe me, it's going to get worse. It's, you know, we're, we're talking about this, um, you know, um, it, it's going to be, it's, it's this, this, this war that's, that's coming um, you know, it, it, I won't even go into the war that, yeah. that, that's coming. But, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, no, it's, you know, I, I just keep praying for Jesus because it's, you know, Jesus said, if you believe in me, you know, mm-hmm. you'll be kept safe. You know, so, um, you know, when I see the commandment of God, keep the Sabbath, you know, and then I ask I ask all these different pastors. I go, um, oops, sorry, they're my girls. I have to let them out before they eat somebody. Go eat somebody. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what was I saying? <laughs> um, go yeah, eat somebody. So go Jesus eat somebody. Wrote, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Jesus wrote that, the Sabbath. And I, I ask these pastors and I go, when when were the when, when is the Sabbath? You know, because I always thought it was Sunday, and they go, oh, it's Friday evening to Saturday evening, and I go, well, you know, that it's Friday evening to Saturday evening, that's the Sabbath, and I go, yeah. I said, well, why don't you like have church on the Saturday? Oh no, we don't need to do that anymore, and uh, you know, and I go, well, well, who says that? And the Catholic press. On August the 25th, 1900, 
says Sunday is a Catholic institution and it, and it can be defended only on a Catholic principles from beginning to the end of scriptures. There is not a single passage that warrants a transfer of weekly worship of weekly public worship from the last day to the first day. Okay. Okay. So I'm, it so, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't quite understand that, Janine. Do you want, do you want to repeat that? I, I didn't quite. Oh no. Um, okay. Well, the Catholic the Catholic Press mm-hmm. put out on August the twenty fifth, nineteen hundred. Okay. They said Sunday is a Catholic institution. You know, because a lot of people go to church on Sunday, and they observe Sunday as God's holy day. You know, um, where. You know, so that was um, that was only a, a, a principle that started at the at the Council of Lycia in 363, and it's spoken about in Revelations. You know, wh- where he talks about, you know, you have violated my laws, the man-made laws, and you're following. Why are you following man-made laws? Why not follow my laws? And that's even the, the even the disciples said that it is best to follow the commandments of God rather than men. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, yeah, and it's great to follow you know like God any day, but God has written that it's the Sabbath day. Now, why would He write that as a commandment? Why would he even bother? He didn't say a day, keep a day and keep it holy or keep, you know, just remember me every day before you go to bed or... He never said that. Written in stone by God's finger alone is remember thee. So it's a Pacific day. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. And holy doesn't mean, oh my God, I can't lift a finger on that day. You know, it means remembering God for everything He's done. To me, it's that simple. Yeah, well, remember what we read? We just read in in uh, Deuteronomy, you know, yeah. um, where it said, "Why?" It says, "This is why God commanded you to carry on the Sabbath," and this was specifically to the Israelites at that time. It says, you must remember that you became a slave in the land of Egypt and your God proceeded to bring you out of Egypt with a strong hand. This is why God commanded you to carry on the Sabbath. And then it continues on with, with the other ones, like the other laws, honor your father and your mother. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. And then Many, many laws, they're not even in the Ten Commandments. Um, it talks about neither should you desire your fellow man's wife nor have a selfish craving for your fellow man's house, his field, or a slave girl or anything. So many, 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 many laws. And the Sabbath was included in there. So and like didn't, said, Jesus, didn't Jesus himself say, you know, um, I say to you that if you... Um, you know, commit adultery. And then didn't Jesus say, but verily I say unto you, if you even think about it, Mm -hmm, doing mm -hmm. it with another man's wife, you have committed it in just the thinking of it. Mm -hmm. Now, Jesus says that. He added, he added. You know, so, so he's saying, well, look, if you don't actually do it, but you have the desire in your heart that you really want to do it, 
well then you have committed it yeah you know so so that's what jesus means when he fulfilled all the laws and that's he says i have not broken one of my father's commandments you know and those commandments are those those on that stone mm-hmm. you know and as jesus said if you love me you'll keep my commandments and you know, do you know, um, do you know? Have you seen any scriptures? Have you seen anything, Janine, yourself? When when Jesus was um, on the earth and he was preaching to the men and women and and the and, um, and the religious leaders, is there anywhere during Jesus' time that he said to keep the Sabbath? Do you know of any scriptures? Does anyone on on the call? know of any scriptures where Jesus commanded and said that you must keep the Sabbath? I don't. All I know is that... No, he just, he just says, I have, I, um, if you honor me, keep my commandments. Yeah. And those are well, the commandments see, of God, mm-hmm. which are the Ten Commandments. Yeah. That's, that's my understanding, though. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's not going to be everybody's understanding. Well, this you know, is the thing. there's so much this controversy. Is, is, yes, Sorry. exactly. And this is why I walked away from a lot of this stuff years ago. You know, um, I would go into a confessional and the priest would say, oh, you know, and I'd confess to the priest and he'd go, oh, say, say it's three Our Fathers and three Hail Marys. You know, and I'm sitting there one day and I go, well, you know what? How does this priest know if I'm really sorry or not? How does how does he know? You know, um, he, there is no way in the world that this priest is going to know if I'm really sorry. But I tell you what, there is one person who is going to know, and it's God, because God can see the heart. He can see the hearts of people, even if they don't carry out the act. He can see that in their heart they wish they could carry out the act. So as Jesus said, if you do it in your heart, you have already done it. So there's a lot of good people out there that don't follow the the Friday evening to the Saturday evening Sabbath. Does that mean they're going to be condemned by God? No, because God can see their hearts. So you've got to be logical and you've got to have a common sense in this. You know, and even them, you know what? There's people out there that are going to obey the Sabbath, but in their hearts, they're not going to be good people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're going to be full of pride. They're going to be full of arrogance. They're going to be everything, even though they follow the Sabbath day and they think they're going to be saved. And you know what? God's not going to have them in their kingdom. Mm-hmm. So I don't care what you do, you know. Um, if you, in your heart, if you, if, and even, even Jesus said, you know, if a sheep is lost, will I not leave the other 99 and go out and get that lost sheep? You know, so even, and, you know, there's even um, a story in there about, you know, some people worked all day and the people that worked all day got the same amount as that person that worked in that last hour. And the people who've worked all the day said, this is not fair, I've worked all day. You know, and that means that, in the last times, when the end times come, there are people who are that, that are going to be really rotten, who have been rotten all on this earth. But at the, when the end times come, they're going to realise that Jesus is 
the Lord our God, you know, and they're going to fall down and they're going to have so such sorrowful stuff in their hearts. They are going to be saved in the last hour because they are going to be very, very sorry. And there's only one person who's going to be able to see that if they are really sorry or not, and that is God. Mm -hmm. So that's my spiel on it. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's that's, that's so true. That's so true. That's how I see it. That is how I see it. So whether you go to church on the Sabbath or whether you don't or, you know, but... Well, that's that's exactly... There's a scripture and I just can't seem to find it. It's just not... not But I see... Yeah, but I see God's commandments written on that stone and I go, well, there's a reason he's put that here, the Sabbath day, and the Sabbath day is from the Friday evening to the Saturday evening, you know. Well, um, there's a lot of controversy about that too because yeah. there's, there's nothing there's nothing really in stone and no one can seem to come to a conclusion when the Sabbath day is. Now, Jesus... No, no, they, they, they all... Lots I, and lots of people know, and they no. do know it was actually... They, the, the Catholic Church do, does know through all the writings and everything that it was changed in the Council of Lycia. And they don't know, in 363, it was changed from the, the Saturday to the Sunday. Now, up until then, okay, the Sabbath was the Saturday. You know, because a lot of people have gone into a lot of, you know, there's historians that have gone into it. There's Bible studies that have gone into it. And they they know, you know, yeah. Otherwise, different preachers would be saying, ah, you know, we don't really know, nobody knows. But they know when it was changed and why it was changed. Well, it would be interesting to, to, to research. That'd be interesting. The only commandment that I can, like the, the, the most serious commandment that Jesus told his disciples to do um, was during the Last Supper. Do you remember uh, during the Last Supper before Christ yeah. was going to be well, here's um, the, um, crucified the next day? He epi- said, do epis- this... Episcopal? Episcopal. <laughs> this, was, this was written over in your way. This was written your way by Philip Carrington on, in the Toronto Daily Star on October the 26th, 1949. The Bible commandments say that on the seventh day thou shalt rest. That is the Saturday. Nowhere in the Bible is it laid down that worship should be done on Sunday. So the Catholic Press, 25th of August, 1900, and that was this was in 1900, way before I was even born. So, you know, it was yeah. changed. Yeah. I have, I, yeah, I have no... Anglican, mm-hmm. you know, Baptist, they all know. The, you know, they all know. Catholic, Presbyterian, Anglican, uh, what do you call it? Episcopal or something, and Baptist. They all know that, that um, people who have gone in to study it, actually, and um, Walter Veef, he's an historian. Um, he, he sort of changed my mind on everything because he was... Not only was he an historian, but he was, um, he didn't believe in the Bible. So he was, what do you call him? What do you call those people who don't believe in God? An atheist. Mm, so, yeah. Yes. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. So Walter Veeck mm-hmm. was, oh, he was an, 
historian and an atheist and he went to prove the Bible was incorrect. It had no, um, it had no validity in, in history at all and Walter Vig set out to actually prove that and you know what? Walter Vig is a committed seven-day Adventist mm-hmm. now because he, he found out that the, the, the Bible is not only true history and it can be traced back through history, but, um, it, well, he's, you know, he's, he's actually committed to this now. So, and he's just, he's just found a church that honours the, the Sabbath, which is a Friday evening to Saturday evening. And the the man is remarkable. If you and Eric put me onto Walter Reeves. Have you listened to any of his YouTube's on Walter? Walter Reeves, yes. Have you listened to any of them? I don't think I have. I've listened. To oh my goodness! I have gone. I have gone. Um, Walter Reeves. I have and another a friend of mine, Annette. She studies. She studies the Bible. Actually, her and I got baptized um, on the same day. Would you believe it is incredible? And we hardly see each other. We we only live a couple of streets from each other. But when God needs to get a message through, He gets the message through. So I don't have to worry about a thing. And then um, Annette said, I t- I put her onto Walter Veef because of Eric, um, and she watched Walter Veef, but she actually put me onto a Doug a, a bloke called Doug Bachelor. And I, I like Doug Batchelor and she likes Walter Beef. So um, I've been so this is my Saturday. From Friday evening to Saturday evening, I sit down, I read, I, I, you know, because I've got the time to do that. So I'm, I'm lucky in that way. So Friday night to Saturday evening is I don't do any car lengths. I don't do anything. I will sit down and I will. You know, I logged into Carl on the Saturday for I think it's, uh, about half an hour, and then I thought, no, it's Saturday. Go back to God. So I logged out again, and you know, and um, I listened to God. You know, but uh, yeah, and um, I, I listened to you know Doug uh, Doug Batchelor talk about that. Mm-hmm. Nowhere does it say it has to be Saturday. That's true. That's true. It just says. Um, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. That is that is on the um, the two tablets. Mm-hmm. Um, on, but so, I, just, um, I just want people to remember. I just want friends to remember and, and understand that what the law was, the the purpose of the law, and and how serious the law was for the Israelites. Okay. Yeah. And then when Christ came. Um, you know, in many scriptures in the Bible, um, I've got another one here. I don't know whether I put it up, that it says, furthermore, you are being led by spirit and you are not under the law. Okay, the law. Okay. Like, we don't have to sacrifice animals now. No, you know, no, lot of, yeah. that's right. And, yeah. and uh, if I can finish here, um, down in um, also Galatians chapter 6, in verse 2, it says, Go on carrying the burdens of one another and thus fulfilling the law of Christ. Okay. Like I said, Christ is a new covenant in Hebrews 
chapter 8, verse 7 to 13, and in Luke 22, verse 20. I want to read that one in Luke 22, verse 20. I want to impress uh, the importance of Christ's law, okay? Because this is important, because uh-huh. the, the Bible says so. So in Luke, see, that there was it was like two different laws now, okay? In Luke 22... Like I say, we don't have to sacrifice animals. There's a lot of things that we we don't have to do that the Israelites had to do. Luke 22, verse 20. Um, this is very important when Christ was going to be. This was the evening meal talking about the new covenant, okay, Christ's law. Also, the cup, in the same way, after they had the evening meal, he sang. This cup means the new covenant, the virtue of my blood. Okay, This cup means the new covenant. So totally a whole new law. Okay, And the law was based on, okay, the whole law, like it says in Galatians 5 and 13, the entire law stands fulfilled in one saying, namely, you must love your neighbor as yourself. So nowhere on in the Sermon on the Mount that we spoke about in Matthew, nowhere in any of the laws does it say that we have to keep the Sabbath, okay? But we have to love our neighbor as ourselves. The Sabbath was specifically for the Israelites, for them to remember that God brought them out of out of Egypt. That's what it was for. Nor does it say that we have to keep the Sabbath now, even though it's in the Ten Commandments. And remember, there were 600, over 600 other laws. And there's many of those laws that we don't have to do nowadays either. And the Sabbath is, is not a law that Jesus said that we have to do. Now, you can if you want to, because there's scriptures. I just can't find it right now. Janine, you might be able to find it, but there is a, a scripture that I had here, and I, it was very important, and I don't know why I can't find it. Um, it says, do not be judging one another as to what they are eating, as to what they, you know, whether they are, um, like, uh, whether they are um, doing the Sabbath. Do not be judging them if they're doing the Sabbath. If they want to, that's okay. But it says, do not be judging to what a man is eating or to um, a Sabbath. Romans, Romans 14, verse 3. I knew you'd find it. <laughs> cool. Yeah, do not be judging a man. You know, uh, Romans, that's super. I knew you'd find it, Janine. That really upsets me when I've got a scripture and I can't find it. Do not judge your brother. A person, one person has faith that he may eat all things, um, but he who is weak eats vegetables only. Okay. The one who eats is not to regard with contempt the one who does not eat, and the one who does not eat is not to judge the one who eats, for God has accepted him. And who are you to judge the servant of another? To his master he stands or falls, and he will stand for the Lord is able to make him stand. Is that it? There wasn't. It did talk about the Sabbath. It said not to judge one if one chooses okay, to, go, to do the on. Sabbath. Might but, but there's no commandment saying that we have to. Um, 
Uh, One person regards one day above another. Yeah. Another regards every day alike. Each person must be fully convinced in his own mind. Okay, that's that's what it says. Uh, this is something. Uh, it's something uh, like the one that I that I was reading, but it did mention the Sabbath. But um, okay, anyway, that, I'll go that's to the idea. Number five. What scripture was that? That's Romans fourteen four. So okay. it might be number. Four. Four, it might be fourteen five. Oh, thank you. My computer's you. just gone down. So, uh, fourteen four. Yeah, it might be the next one. Um, yeah, and that's what I just said before, Sonia. You know, you have to have it in your own heart what you believe is the correct yeah. thing. Yep. You know, what and I'm there's going to be. Yeah, and there's going to be people that go, right, oh, I, I have to obey the Sabbath, that's it. you know. But in their heart, they're actually cruel. You know, you think God's just going to, you know, save them because they go, oh, okay, I've kept Saturday, um, but I'm a, you know, I'm a really mean person. But because I've kept Saturday, you know, I, I'm going to be saved. No, God doesn't mean that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah, you know, He's not saying that at all. That's what I mean. There's going to be people who love God so much that have never had a Saturday in their life. They've been to church every Sunday. They honour God. They love God. Yeah. You know, what, are you going to tell me that um, who's that wonderful saint that was over in India all the time, Mother Teresa? Are you going to tell me that she's not in heaven? <laughs> I bet you she went to church every Sunday or something like that. Are you, you know, so, you know, yeah, she's going to be in Sunday. I bet you she never kept a Saturday in her life. So, no, I don't know. No, see, I don't know. I shouldn't say I bet. Yeah, but, you know, so. Um, anyway, that was the point of it. I, I, that that I believed in through, through my studies. And like I say, I haven't been able to cover all the scriptures that I've wanted to. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll just go over this, this talk again and find out what scriptures I haven't used. And, uh, you know, maybe talk about it another time also. But I, I just... Oh, there you go. There one, is uh, one person regards one day above another. Another regards every day alike. Each person must be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes the day, the day, not a day, the day, observes it for the Lord, and he who eats does so for the Lord, for he gives thanks to God, and he who eats not for the Lord, he does not eat and gives thanks to God. So, you know, it doesn't matter if you go on a fast or don't go on a fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it... it um. Because that used you know, to be, that used you, to be you a, a ritual observe, also, wasn't it? Yeah, you might observe um, Sunday and not Saturday. You know, um, it's going to be in your heart. Mm-hmm. Or every day, like we, as as we every know, day, yes. we're supposed to, yeah, because the Bible says that, um, you know, to pray to him when you lie down and when you wake up and you and when you when you walk and, and like in, in, in everything you do, obviously. 
So that's the way it should be in every single day. But I, I just wanted to yeah. show those scriptures that this, this law was specifically for the Israelites for a specific reason leading up to Christ. And then Christ was the end of that law. And Christ is a new covenant now, a new a new, new but covenant. But didn't, didn't Jesus make that, he, he, he broke that, you know, because he said this yeah. is for Gentiles as well, didn't he? Yes, yes. It wasn't just the Israelites now. So yes. everyone oh, it had... wasn't just the Israelites. It was for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's not just the Jews, like the Jews think, or maybe other others think. I don't know. Um, I try not to be prejudiced or anything, but this this is reality. Reality is is um, a certain religions or certain groups of people or specific. Uh, uh, nationalities believe that they're the only ones that are going to be saved and so jesus said you know that it is opened up now instead of just the israelites now because the israel is remember the israelites were being protected from the outside world with moses and and with god at that time leading up to christ it was just the israelites were god's chosen people at that time for this specific reason to lead them up to christ so once christ came christ opened it up for everyone yeah so of course we all have an opportunity so um it, well, what a plan you know he he had a sword everything was is plan is planned out and this, our, our future is planned out so and and thank God we have the opportunity to to read and study God's word. Um, otherwise, we'd be in really in the dark. And uh, like I said, I every time I get sitting down reading and studying, it's it's just so exciting what, what we learn, you know. Um, so anyway, that was that was my main point was just you know helping helping friends, you know. Uh, take a look at the law, you know, take a look at these scriptures, take a look at the Jesus as the, the new covenant and, and what it means and what we, we still should be doing or what we don't have to do. Um, thank thank goodness, you know, we're not under that law or we would be, you know, still being killed. You know, if somebody stole, their hands were cut off or they were stoned to death, you know, for very for these serious crimes. And, of course, we still shouldn't do those things. But the people back then, you know, they, they considered the law a curse. It was that, God was that serious. So after Jesus came, uh, things changed around. It was, it, it was... Um, yeah, the law back different. then would have been absolutely ridiculous. Just like the law is getting now. It's getting absolutely ridiculous. Well, this is the government. Uh-huh. Oh, this is the government doing this. That's this, it. this is the man and woman doing this. Yeah. Well, some of the laws yeah. back in Jesus' time, yeah, were from the the religious leaders. You know, the religious, yeah, the religious leaders even in Jesus' time. Well, they are now. They they, they, yes. that, that they are now. You know, yeah. because pa- papal Rome considers herself the mother of all religions, so she mm. is the one who says, "I am God on earth." Mm. Well, that's blasphemous. That's, mm-hmm. you know, so I can, so as far as the Catholic Church goes, you know, they they can take, they can take whatever God says or whatever Jesus said and just go, no, no, we don't have to obey Jesus. No, we've, we've um, because I am Jesus on this earth and I'll, I'll tell everybody what to do because I've, uh, God has given me command to be Jesus on this earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's not correct. He gave everybody. He gave every, And that's what Carl goes on about the common law. No man is better than the other. 
you know, we are all one. Mm-hmm. You know, we are all God's children. There's no one man above another. We are all equal. You know, so this, this ties in with what, what Carl teaches. It ties in with what Jesus teaches. You know, um, it, it's tying in with, with everything. And, you know, um, and and I can I can understand the Bible now because of Carl because you know Carl keeps it simple he keeps it simple he keeps it simple everything is simple 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 and you know I go you know so where the Bible used to you know it used to frustrate me before because it it sounded like it was contradicting himself no it's not contradicting itself it's like it's like the slyness of the devil, you know. It's like the trial by jury and jury trial, you know. Like how sly mm-hmm. is that, you know? And we know the difference between the two, you know. And this is how sly the devil is, you know. Remember, he was in the throne room with God. Mm-hmm. He knows God's ways. He wants to be better than God, you know. He so he's going to be he's going to be very similar to God, but. It's, he's, he's not going to be God, but he wants to be God. So, you know, um, so I've got to keep things really simple and this is how I simplify them for myself. People have got to do their own simplifying and how they understand it because in the end we're all going to get judged accordingly from our hearts, not anything else from our hearts. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I think I might have found that one scripture, Janine. Um, oh, great. It's talking about judging, not to be judging each other. And uh, it's funny, I'll just find it just at the end of the show. Super. I think So it's not it's not Romans 14? No, but that was a good one. Like, it, it was similar, oh. very very mm-hmm. similar. That, okay, that, that was similar, so close to the one I was thinking. I just couldn't find it, and, and yet it was in another book in front of me here. Uh, I think, I think. let me see, Janine, if, if it is here. I'll just double-check. Um, okay, we've only got about three minutes. <laughs> oh, well, I, I'm not really on a clock, maybe. I try to keep okay. just a couple of hours for the sake of everyone, so I don't want to... Uh, Bore everybody, you know, and we're, you know, I hope. We're Can not. you remember what it says? And I'll type in another thing. Maybe I'll be able to bring something else up. Um, I'm, 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 I've got it here. I'm just reading it over a little bit just to make sure. Okay. Yeah, here it is. Okay, we'll type it in here. Um, Colossians. Oops, got to get my cursor in where it's supposed to be. I have to keep looking. I've got to bit of it. One pair of glasses for the computer and one for my book, so I really have to squint. Colossians two thirteen sixteen. Colossians two. 13 to 16. Okay. And um, I'll just read that. It says, Furthermore, though you were dead in your trespasses and in your uncircumcised state of your flesh, God made you alive together with him. He kindly forgave you 
of all your trespasses. And here's the point about the law. And blotted out the handwritten document against us, which consists of decrees and which was in opposition to us. And he has taken it out of the way by nailing it to the torture stake. Um, And I'm just going to jump down to 16. It says, Therefore, let no man judge you in eating and drinking or in respect of a festival or of an observance observance of the moon or of a Sabbath. For those things are a shadow of the things to come, but the reality belongs to Christ. So showing here that he's blotted out the handwritten document, okay, like the law, you know, quotation, the law by nailing it Ordinances, to the... T- blotting out the handwriting of ordinances against us is what I've got. Okay. King James Version, yeah, it says blotting out the handwriting of ordinances mm-hmm. that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. So the same idea, like he, um, Christ being the end of the law, blotting out the document, that the law it was removed. Um, that old that law was removed. It was no longer in effect because it was specifically for the Israelites. But what the point I was getting here was, let no man judge you, you know, for observing the new moon or of a Sabbath. So if a person wants to, you know, um, eat or drink or or have a Sabbath, let no man judge you. But it says those things are a shadow, a shadow of the things to come. But the reality belongs to Christ. This is down in 16 and 17, showing that it's not a command. We don't have to do it. Okay, but let no man judge you if you do decide to eat or drink or do a Sabbath. Okay, it's not a, it's not the commandment now. It says right here, you know, let no man judge you because those things are a shadow of the things to come. The reality belongs to Christ. As we've read earlier, that Christ was a new covenant. And basically, it makes it simpler, you know, very simple now, uh, much easier for us uh, to understand, you know, not all these 600 laws that the Israelites had and the sacrifices that they had to do and things like that. So anyway, friends, I just thought there was some, some interesting scriptures and some, um, you know, some new scriptures and uh, it's it's a, a real deep study, studying about the law. I think when we study the law about the Israelites and, and see what they, they had to do and what the purpose of the law was and, and, and how it led up to Jesus Christ and what Jesus Christ's law is, you know, I think it's a, a super study because uh, these are the things that we need to know and we need to understand, you know, what's went on in the past, what it meant in the past, and what it means for us today. And, um, you know, uh, uh, like you say, Janine, you know, there's there's we still have to follow God's commandments, and so we have to, to uh, you know, sort out what is God's commandments, what do we have to do, and what do, do you know, what will we not be judged for, for doing or not doing. 
So as as babies, as children, as children of God, we still have a lot of studying to do because uh, there's so much controversy about so many things. So those are just some scriptures that, that I came up with, and you can study yourself and make your own decisions in your own life like we all do, and uh, pray to God about it and, and, and pray to Jesus or pray to God through Jesus and hope that we uh, we, we get the answers and that we... Uh, we build a sincere heart, and uh, I'll look forward to God's promises for our future. So, Janine, thank you so much for helping me. <laughs> and all your wonderful comments and your, your encouraging comments, you just make my heart aglow, and, and you just pick me up every time we talk. You're, you're so inspiring. And... Um, I'm, I'm just, oh, I'm just, I'm just trying to understand, you know, like I say, I've, I'm only new to this, you know, so I've oh, always, all new. really yeah. only been doing the Bible for what, I think a year and a half or something, so pretty much when I got onto Carl as well, so it's all been about that same time, so I'm trying to, you know, like, I'm, I'm doing the Bible and, um, you know, listening to Carl. Yeah, so I'm, too, I've so got two I. studies going. I've got two studies going. Well, I'm I'm the same, you know. Studying common law, like you say, is is like so much of it is so close to God's law, you know. Yeah. Love, love your neighbor as yourself and do no harm, you know. So mm-hmm. they're they're both in harmony, and it just is like a double whammy, you know. This is why when I double edged sword. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is. This is why I started having these talk shows. Like it's so many men and women in the common law rooms were talking about God. And, you know, um, on Friday on, on my show, you know, others were saying, well, why can't people be like this? Why can't people be like that? And I thought, oh, they don't understand in, but really what's going on. The Bible tells us so many, it gives us so many of these answers. And oh, people yeah, aren't people yeah. aren't looking. People aren't looking to the Bible for the answers. They're looking and to the, the fact is, Sonia, the the Roman system that was started years and years and years ago, that is the beast. That's the beast in Revelations. And then once you do your you know, like your Daniel prophecy and your revelations and you go into prophecy and, and everything like that, that the Roman system is the beast. And the the harlot that rides the beast, she's the papal she's the papacy of Rome. And then you get into a woman called Karen Hudis, who was a lawyer for twenty years at the World Bank, and she says, you know, the the, the papal bankers they take sixty percent of every all the taxes. You oh, know, yes. that's what yeah. So instead of it being staying in America or Australia or everything like that, Papal Rome is taking it. I mean, that's their own city. They've got their own post office. Nobody's allowed in that city. If any crimes are committed, they get their, they've got their own army and everything inside that city. Mm-hmm. Inside that, yeah, I mean, no police are allowed in there. No one can come in there. That's their little country. They've, they've got their own country there. The country on the seven hills, on the seven rivers, it's in Revelations. And that's that's what I also study. I study Revelations. I study Bible prophecy as well. And Walter Beast goes into it. You know, I mean, he's a man. He's an, As I said, he, here he is, an historian, an atheist, went in to prove the Bible had no 
actually was not historically correct mm-hmm. turned in yeah and and was absolutely <laughs> converted into you know a man of faith and a man of God is just terrific and then and then um and then Doug Batchelor I like Doug Batchelor because he goes into it you know and they all go into these new age religions and that's what that's what the pope is now he's saying I'm the mother of all churches and I want all the religions of the world come to me whether you're a buddhist whether you're a hindu whether you're this whether you're that you are all under my control you are just the daughters but i am the mother and i what i say goes well that's not that's that's not what god says this is what i what i've i've understood too janine is is the prophecies in the end time one of them which we want to watch for is the control of all religions because the political system is going to get sick and tired because this is one problem with with a lot of religions no, the, the papal, is, what is, i don't know if you know but, but papal rome it is very political because they they all go over to see the pope you've got obama he'll go over to see the pope You've got all these top leaders of the world. Now, the Pope doesn't come to them. They actually go over to see the Pope. So, And it's actually in Revelation that he changes laws to suit himself. You know, this is the mark of the beast. He changes God's laws uh, for his own for his own things. Um, he does all this stuff. There's so much. And Walter Veith goes into more history of it, but he goes into a lot of history so he's just a little bit over the top for me whereas Annette loved him um, and I, I like Doug Batchelor because he goes into and he was actually chucked out of the Seven Day Adventist Church he was thrown out um, you know um, but what an amazing man if you listen to him and listen to his Bible prophecies absolutely amazing stuff and you know, and it, it, it common sense, it just all fits together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You well, know, what and um, yeah, what, yeah. I was, what I was thinking of, what it does say in the Bible, exactly what they're doing. You see, we're well, not what they're doing now. We're not supposed to be involved in the politics of this of this world. We're, we're to be no part of this world, and they're all mingling together. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that, then, it'll be. The religious don't politics through don't. Rome, the religious politics will be the, the politics of everything. And behind that Roman thing is the United Nations. So they're using the, the politics of, of the religions, you know, and because more and more people are coming to Christ and it's in the, even even in the revelations isn't it Sonia where mm-hmm. you know and you've spoken about it where the bible will go throughout the world and yeah. then the end will come there, there so will every, be, there will, yeah the bible says there will be a speeding up there will be a speeding up of God's word and this happening that's right that's right it it is speeding up so what what they what they know to do is to control it so they're going to control it through the catholic church because yeah. she's known as the mother, so they're going to do it through her, and they're going to, and they're actually done it for a long time, where they've actually combined the political with the religious, mm-hmm. and that's what they did. That's what they did back in back in the olden days times, yeah. and you can see it with all their stupid laws and all their ordinances and all their statutes and everything like that. It was to enslave everybody, 
And that's what they're doing now. The Roman system that started way back then, you know, in the Council of Lycia, and um, I think it started uh, 36 years before Jesus was actually born. And, you know, and Daniel prophesied about it. Daniel prophesied about it. And, um, you know, and it's all in the Bible and the little horn that, that looked like it was dead that came back to life. You know, that's the papacy because um, in Napoleon's time, he, he got rid of that papacy and it was gone. You know, there wasn't that religious leader because Napoleon, I think he killed him or something. There was, they go into it. It's all in history anyway, which is brilliant because I don't know anything about history. So, you know, and, you know, Doug Batchelor and Walter Veef, they, they go into the history of it and they tell you why things were and how it relates to revelations and, you know, the little horn, it was miraculously healed, it looked like it was dead and then, um, and that's this, that's the papal, papacy of Rome and now everybody worships the beast and the beast is this Roman system that is throughout all governments, it is throughout all law. It is throughout, and and it's becoming to be through all religions as well. Well, this is the thing we want to be careful too, not to get the mark of the wild beast on us. We want well, to stay they, separate. We want to stay separate from the world, right? That, that's right. So, what better way than to listen to Walter Veith or you know Doug Batchelor? And it's but for for something. You know, I mean, it's got to make sense. If it doesn't make sense and it can't be backed up by history, then don't even bother going there because it's all crap. But what these two men do is they are able to back up what is in the Bible and in the revelations and they're able to back it up with actual historical events that actually happened, Mm -hmm. you know, and why it all fits in. And once you listen to these men talk, you know, you, you just, oh, my God. That is, it makes so much sense. Well, we're definitely on the right track, that's for sure. Eh? Like we can't, uh, we can't yeah. be following, we can't be following the world because the world is in chaos, and Satan, we know Satan's running the world, so we have to keep oh, separate. Yeah. We have to totally keep separate from it. And, oh and, yeah, uh, yeah. So we've, yeah. what we've got to do is find out what is the mark of the beast, and what is. Um, now they claim um, these these both these men claim the the mark of the beast will all come down to whether you're going to follow Rome or whether you're going to abide by the Sabbath, which is a Saturday. So I don't know if it's going to be that, but um, yeah, I don't I know think, either. What the, the I don't think is. so. No, I don't think so. What I believe is, um, you know, are we going to abide by God's law? Or right. are we going to become slaves to the government? That's what I believe it's going to come well, down to. Well, for sure. For sure, Agent Ian. Yeah, Oh, yeah, that's what I believe it's going to come down yeah. to. So there's going to be people that, that get onto Carl stuff and, and because they want to know the law. And this is the real law. You know, um, what Carl teaches is the real law. It's true law, mm-hmm. you know. And it, it, you know, as Carl says, it's true law. So it's going to come down to whether you are going to obey Satan's law, which is these statutes and this Roman law, or you are going to abide 
Jesus' law and do no harm to man. And that's what it's going to come down to in the end. That's what I believe. Not whether you worship on a Saturday or a Sunday. It's not yeah. going to come down to that. It's going to come down to which law are you going to go? Are you going to abide by the, the beast's law, which is the Roman system, or are you, you know, the legal system, or are you going to abide by God's law, which is common law? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I reckon it'll come down to, to, to that like that. Yeah. For sure, and we will get, yeah. get the mark. You will get the mark. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, and we have to work hard to endure to the end because it's not going to be easy. It's, it's not. not. Be, no. It's not. It's, have you seen the people over in, um, over in you know Paris and everything now? They're all protesting. I haven't been watching. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't been watching the news. Yeah, I, I have. I rarely yeah. watch television. I just hear what other people say. But I, if we we could spend so much time watching news. I I don't. I, you know, I spend time and. No, you know, no, I don't watch news. It's that's that's the mark of the beast. They want to keep everybody in fear, you know. No. But what is for you will will be presented to you, you know. So you'll be on your Facebook page. Something will pop up, and you'll go, oh. This sounds interesting. You'll feel it in your heart. You'll have a look into it. You still there, Jenny? Are you muted? Oh no, no, I'm still here. I'm just muted because there's a lot of um, noise in the background. Well, that's okay. It's not. It's not bad. I can't. I can't really hear it. I. I know you're just starting your day and. And I imagine you have beautiful weather, and, and that's <laughs> nice. So, no, it's been a pleasure. It's chatting. funny, but I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind a, you know, actually seeing a snow. You know, actually walking in the snow and picking up snow, and well, you know, letting letting snowdrops fall on my tongue. But you know, with all the aerial spraying over your way, I, I don't know if I'd be game enough to stick out my tongue. I wouldn't know what I'm getting. I'm probably getting some. Boron or aluminium. Yeah, I know. Yeah, nowadays. Yeah, nowadays you don't know what's in, yeah. what's in the air. Yeah, it's it's so scary. It, it's uh, it's wonderful yeah. to look forward to Jehovah's new system. You know that uh, you know he's promising for us and and uh, the hope you know of a beautiful paradise earth and and to live in in peace and and not fear and and like you say you know like his prayer like Jesus said you know the model prayer. Um, you know, let your kingdom come. You know, God, let your kingdom come. We we do look forward to it, and we're anxious for it, and we'll be happy when it when it does come. And you know, it is going to be scary, and we do have to endure to the end. So we have to be faithful to God, faithful to Jesus, and and, and look to Jesus as our brother, um, and our and our King, and 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 follow His footsteps. Um, he He showed us what to do, and He told the disciples what to do. And, and and teach each other and, and and gather together that that's a big thing too he said as the time draws near draw closer together b- to become stronger because we, oh, we it, cannot be alone yeah we can't be alone and, and do this uh, on our own we have to gather no, together no i mean and you know d- d- you know i i befriended a woman called uh, fiona barnett now she was a child sex slave um and the stories that she actually seen and the 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 the, the 
ritual sacrifices of who these men in power actually worship and you know and what they've done and how she's described it um it's it's so bad mm-hmm. you know um um and uh yeah you know, I, I, mean, I won't even go into it but um yeah this world is very sick. but it's it's sodom it's it's sodom and gomorrah it is you know i mean it, it's in everything yeah. you get you get you pick up a magazine and you'll see a there'll be a you know a beautiful whiskey bottle there and it'll be ice in it and that ice will have either have you know it'll have some sexual connotation or you know like a penis or something drawn that's real I've known that for years it's subliminal programming and you know people are coming out now going you know it's true it works because it sells you know otherwise they wouldn't spend you know like two billion on it if it doesn't work so it's all subliminal it's all going it's all Sodom and Gomorrah it's all um, really really bad and it's it's the same thing again it's the same thing again now today Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Yeah, it's it's you know, and I'm I'm, I'm talking <laughs> and even and I'm talking about I'm also talking about Fiona Barnett even mentions Billy Graham. Yeah, you know, so he's he's not a good man, you know, and he just got I think Man of the Year or something, you know, some ridiculous thing. Well, you know, he's no really good man is going to get man of the year. It's going to be some badass that's done Baal's worship, you know. So, And then when that comes through and then it tied up with what Fiona said, I went, yep, yep. And just the way she says everything, it's coming from a heart. You can feel it. You know it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just like when Carl talks, you um, you know, so you think, well, you know, Jesus, you know, you are real, you are true. The Bible is real, the Bible is truth. You have predicted it. John, you know, wrote the revelations for us, for for what's going to be coming up. You know, we should be studying, we should be looking, we should be reading the rest of the Bible, talking to God and concentrating on that. That's what's going to separate in the last days. You know, you're going to be be either following the Bible and God, or you're going to be following this Roman system. This, this, you're going to be either following God or the devil. That's what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. And, and it does yep. say to, if 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 men and women don't study the Bible and they don't know what's going to happen in the future, because the Bible warns us and it says, you know, He yeah. Jesus showed us and told us what's going to happen and shows us in the Bible what's going to happen in the future. Jesus is not going to let us down. He's not going to let us down. What I'm saying, people aren't aren't awake. You know, like Jesus Jesus said to his disciples, keep awake, keep on the watch, for you do not know when the day or the hour is coming. And it will come as a thief in the night. So keep awake every day. Like it could happen any time. Any time. Yes, it says it's going to come as a thief in the night. So that means... Anytime. <laughs> anytime. It's anytime. And, you know, both Walter Veef and both uh, Doug Batchelor, they say it's so close now. It's so close because po- Bible prophecy is actually being fulfilled, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. they actually practically give a time, um, you know, and, and Jesus says, 
when when it says there will be peace, yeah. that that is when the end will come. Yeah. Now they all. Now I just found out just a, a, a night ago, or a, one or two nights ago, when I was doing the study, that on Martin Luther's five hundredth anniversary, they are going to declare peace. Now, that Martin Luther's 500th anniversary is actually going to be um, going to be the 31st of October, 2017. Well, you know, we better be really careful because the, it does say in the Bible that no one knows the day or the hour. No, no one knows the day or Only the hour. Only God. That, that, yeah. That's and right. That's not right. Not Jesus. Not the angels. Not even. No. Jesus. Yeah. But God says. God and Jesus and, you know, John wrote the revelations and he said, you know, um, when they declare peace, yeah. mm-hmm. then just, the end will come. I'm but we, we don't know. We don't yeah. know if that's going to be the next day or the next week or, the, or in, in the year mm-hmm. following mm-hmm. that peace because we know that in, in God's time, um, one, is it, one year is like, what is it? One, one, day, day, like, one day is like a thousand years. A thousand years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, so it could be when that peace is declared, there could be another 50 years after that. It could be one day after that. We, we don't know. Only God knows yeah, because God yeah. can see people's hearts. Mm-hmm. I was just looking for that scripture because that is an interesting prophecy. I know it's in <clears throat> Revelation. Yeah, I'm just looking for it. Um, peace and security when, cry. Peace and security. That's what they'll say. They'll say we have peace and security, and then that's when the end will come. So you might be able to find that, Janine, since we've still got the recording on. You know, if anybody wants to look these scriptures up, it, it does say that. And I'm looking in my Bible for it, too. Um, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5 3. Yeah. Hang on. I don't know. No, hang on. Well, yep, it is. It's First Thessalonians. Um, oh, here chapter it is. Five, yeah, you're right. You're verse right. three. While they are saying peace and safety, then destruction will come upon them suddenly, like labor pains upon a woman with child, and they will not escape. Mm-hmm. But you, brethren, are not in darkness. Yeah. yeah. So let me read what it know. says in this one here. Uh, whenever it is that they are saying peace and security, then sudden destruction is to be instantly upon them, just like the pangs of distress upon a pregnant woman. So the peace and security cry is what we've got to look forward to yet. As soon as we know they're saying that, you know, and, and that's what they're, they're going to say. Oh, like they, they developed the United Nations, you know, for peace, and that didn't work, and they had all these other ideas of peace, peace, peace. And no, none the, of them the, were United Nations, the United Nations is very satanic. You only have to yeah. go and watch, um, it is a true story, and it's a movie called The Whistleblower. Yeah. Um, and if you get a chance to watch it, The Whistleblower, and that's when a woman who was over in America, um, she was a policewoman over in America somewhere, could have been Canada, um, She'd split up from her husband, but the husband had her ex-husband had her child, and she wanted, but she had no money, so she lost. She was offered to join the UN and go over to uh, Bosnia and serve over there for I think six months. Where you know where she'd get a lot of money, 
and then she would be able to come back and be with her daughter. So naturally she jumped at the chance because she also spoke, I think she also spoke the language. That's why they picked her. So, you know, so she, she, she went over there and then all, all she saw is just Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, all these UN guys were just mm-hmm. violating women, you know, yeah, what yeah. they were doing. You know, so if you watch this movie, and this is a true story, and, you know, go into the extra parts of it where you'll actually, they actually, actually, you actually, the woman who was actually there starts talking, you know, and it's called the whistleblower. So, and this is, this lets you know just how satanic the UN really is. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. I do know. Because oh, okay. saying, All right. yeah, I, I know how satanic, you know, yeah, the United Nations and, and like the Bible says that Satan is the ruler of the system. Yeah, and he's so deceptive, so deceptive. Yeah, oh, I, I, I agree. What I was just saying is they, they set up all these governments stating that there's going to be peace and security. And like we just read in the Bible, did we put that one in? We didn't even put it in. What was that, Janine? Thessalonians? Uh, that I closed, I closed my Bible. Thessalonians 5 and 3. I'll, I'll grab first? that. First? Thessalonians. Okay, first. I guess I have to squint to see the computer. Okay, I'll just see if I can copy this and paste it in. Thank you. I put my Bible away and... I should have put it in there because that's that's a good scripture for for First friends. First Thessalonians to... chapter five, yeah. verse three. Thank yeah. you, thank you. That's yeah. the, I, I've just copied, I've just copied and pasted it out of Bible Hub, and that's the way oh, they thanks. write it. Yeah, oh, that's great, Janine. Any scriptures that we can share with others so that they can research themselves and and get a sense of what's going on is is uh, great. Yeah. I love putting yeah. the scriptures in there because I don't want them to just take my word for it, look it up themselves and, and study it themselves. And, and uh, yeah, so the peace and security cry is what we've got to look forward to. And that's what I've, I've told, told some of my friends that are not into religion or not into studying God or anything else. I say, hey, just watch out for this. Let me know if you hear of anything. Yeah, but you they know, could be just really nice people in their hearts. Oh, they are. Sonia, they are. you know, they, 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 they mightn't believe in Jesus or they mightn't believe in God. And, no, but you know, I, 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 still try heart, and, yeah, I still try and share with them little things, especially, oh, yeah. ones that watch, especially ones that watch the news. I say, hey, watch for this, you know, and then that, that'll kind of get them curious, you know. So when they're watching the news or whatever, I'll say, watch, you know, for this. When the government also, when the government starts to clamp down on religions, that's that's another thing. That this is what's going to happen. Well, they will. Time. They will, and they'll yeah. do that through the Roman Roman mm-hmm. Roman Catholic Church. They will do that through the Roman papacy. You yeah. watch because the Roman papacy is going to be the mother of all churches, mm-hmm. and she's going to have total control. Mm-hmm. She they've already signed the document. Yeah, you know that, don't you? They've already signed. They've no, already I don't all, know that. All the religions have already been over there, mm-hmm. saying and signed a document saying they're going to end slavery. <sighs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we're slaves know, it's, continuously. Yeah, I mean, you have a look at it now and you yeah. see what's going on. You know, there's, there's more slaves than ever. Yeah, yeah. So it's just... Well, that's so interesting. That wasn't you really, that wasn't the real reason why they were there. It wasn't the real reason why yeah. they were there. It was just it was just a front for what's really going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's interesting to know that the signing documents and stuff like this, because this is a sign that's going to happen is the empire, they're going to clamp down on the empire of religion and all are going to be affected because they don't want anything to do with religions anymore. They don't want religions mixed in with politics. So that's another sign that we've got to watch for in the peace and security crisis. So that's interesting to know that. Really interesting. Exciting. Yeah, but it's the, exciting. The, 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 Pope, the Pope, he's actually had all the political leaders come over to him. So to say they don't want politics mixed up with religion is, um, you know, I, I feel that they're, they're going to go under the guise of all religious and they're going to go under the guise of the Roman papacy as in because we are under the Roman papacy, therefore the government is a religious thing, therefore we've got to be good. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's the way they're going to swing it. It'll be interesting. It will be interesting because what they've got to do is they've got to try and um, they've got to try and keep that control. So if if the the Pope and everybody loves the Pope, see he is the most um, he's he's more popular than anybody else on earth. Right, so he's the one that can swing, yay or nay, which way the people will go because everybody thinks he's a very holy man. Yes, yes. See, um, yep. and God says, you know, you know, no one man. is above me. You no, know, you don't put the Pope in, 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 in the place of God. No, worship no man. Worship no man. See, and everybody is worshipping, you know, like the, yep. the Pope is like God on earth. Yeah. And he's actually stated that I am God on earth and everybody is to bow down to me. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, but you see, you see the millions and millions of people that actually go and, and you know, he's only got to say he's giving a, a speech and all the millions of people go down and worship him and bow yeah. to him. Yeah. yeah, You know, so that's what it's going to be under. He's going to... He's, He's going to come in and he's going to say that because he, um, because all the governments of the world are now under his control, he's going to make sure that they do the right thing by God. You, you, you just watch. That's what I reckon is going to happen. And I've only just come to that while we've been sitting here talking. We'll see. We'll see, hey, yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much, there's so much that we don't we don't understand in Daniel and Revelations, and and there's so many different uh, predictions. Like I I know Daniel and Revelations is so deep. Like, <clears throat> yeah. But I I did the, love it. This, I love where, it. this is where God started me off with, you know. So He took me to, um, you know, because God knows I love prophecy. You know, and I and I want to know all these things and what they really mean. And I've been—that's what I pray for—and to know mm-hmm. God and and everything like that. So you know, God, you know, God sent me to a church, and I went there. And within a couple of weeks, the pastor just went, "Right, we're going to do we're going to do the we're going to do prophecy. We're going to study Daniel." And I thought, oh. Oh, and you, you knew weeks in advance, God. Thank you very much. 
<laughs> you know, so God has touched this man's heart because they were they were they were nearly at the end of their Bible study, but they come to the end of it and then they decided to, you know, um, study Daniel. You know, he said, "Oh, we've we've decided to study Daniel." So we went right into Daniel, and he went and he and he backed it all up with historical evidence and facts. And it was just brilliant to sit down there and listen. And you know, I never missed a week of it, you know. And that's all I had to learn. That's all I had to learn over that because yeah, then well. then he started changing it for his own means. So God says, okay, you're finished. That's all you had to learn is Daniel here because he was going to go into Revelations, which he never did. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, God, um, what what do I do now? And that's when Eric got on your show and he says, Janine, go and listen to Walter Veith. You know, so this is how God guides all of us. Mm-hmm. So then I said, thank you, Eric. So then I went and watched Walter Veith about prophecy and end times and the new age religion and how Jehovah Witness, you know, was actually started by a Masonic, by a Mason. You know, and it's all historical, it's all factual, you know, um, and it doesn't mean anything because it's what's in your heart that counts, regardless of what religion you are. It's what's in your heart, you know, but Jesus is the, the one God is the one, and that's Jesus. You know, so, yeah. So, like, I was into New Age, as as you know, for years, um, and now, you know, this is this has happened, and uh, God has guided my journey here, and um, and this is where I am at the moment. Well, that's no, interesting, but... Janine, because I, I remember when you were first studying the Bible and you were so excited. And oh, uh, what what a journey, eh? Like once once you get on this journey, there's there's you know with with most you know there's there's no going back. Once you know the truth, um, uh, it's it's wonderful. You know, we what else do we have to look forward to if if we left God and and went back to the world? Like we'd be out of our minds if we did. There would there would be nothing. No, there's nothing else no, to go there, to. No, there would be nothing. It's, you know, if you go back to that life, all you feel is um, desolation. That's how you feel in your heart. It's desolate because that's how it is. Well, you're as good as dead. That's it. You are desolate and you can feel it in your own heart. You can feel if your heart is growing or feel if you're, you know, so... Um, you know, because I'm a person, I've been searching for the truth all my life. All my life, I've, I've, I've you know, um, I go, why is this? Why is that? You know, something's not right. Can you show me? You know, um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's exciting and it's wonderful. We, we do live in, a, in a, uh, an exciting time, don't we? You know, oh, we just, do. Just, just imagine, you know, this is, this is how I look at it. Um, you know, um, God willing, if 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 I was able to to see the end of this system, God's war, and be able to live over into the next day, where where God is going to have destroyed all this wicked system, and we 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 are alive here on the earth, just like it was in Sodom and Gomorrah, and in Noah's time, you know, during the flood. 
um, and through all all the, the history, the things that we have learned on the earth, God destroys the wicked right here on the earth, and we live through to the next day, and it will be peace. Like, can you imagine waking up the next day and total peace? We go out uh, to our yard and walk the earth. Um, you know, we can get on a horse and, and travel. Or, you know, we can go anywhere in the world we want. We can do it all. It's going to be fun. It's going to be wonderful. You know, we're going to, our health is going to be restored. Um, it's it's just beautiful, just beautiful thinking of all the things that we're going to be able to do here on the earth. Um, uh, and not only that, you know, we get we get to travel the universes that God has created. Yeah, I don't know. How how do you come to that conclusion? Um, Does the Bible talk about that? Like, I know the Bible talks about the next thousand years. The next uh, thousand well, years. Well, he, he actually he actually it is in Revelation. Um, he said, you know, the, the the people will be, you know, there's the mark of the beast um, that that people get on them. And then those that don't have the mark of the beast will be raised up. Um, and I think they, from from what I can um, understand of revelations, they get raised up. Um, We've got to remember the so much. In, I mean, not all, but there's so much in revelations that's symbolic. And then. It, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, yeah. Even, uh, even in Re- in Revelations 21, it says there there will be a new heavens and a new earth. So the earth is not going to be destroyed. So, you know, I know a lot of uh, religions teach that the, the earth is going to be blown up and destroyed, but so many scriptures in the Bible says there, the, the earth is going to stand to time indefinite. And, and the righteous... No, I, I, from what I could understand... Sonia, God lifts us up for a thousand years into his temple in the kingdom of heaven. The devil is left to roam the earth here for a thousand years um, with all the dead bodies, with all his angels. Um, well, this, uh, is we, this is where we need yeah, to study this is, this, scripture. This is, scripture. Yeah, this is why you've got to yeah, study scripture. Um you know, listen to Walter Vieth, listen to Doug Batchelor, um, and then you know, and mainly study to yourself. Because mm-hmm. if you don't get if you're not getting what they are saying out of it, you know, you may not agree with what they are saying and that's good because you've got to come to your own conclusions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on on what is the truth. Because yeah. God is going to guide your heart. So you don't listen to while while you listen to like Walter V for Doug Batchelor, you're going to, you know, you take it in and go, well, I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to see what I believe is out of that scripture. You know, and then if it's in your heart that you really believe that scripture, what it says, is not in line with Walter V for anybody else, you've got to do what you believe is true. You can't follow... It's man. It's to follow what God is telling you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that'd be that'd be an interesting conversation. I had a talk show on, and I'm trying to label them. I'm trying to label them. That's why I pick specific subjects. So, so if someone comes to the show, they 
you know, they'll pick a show, you know, through 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 my labeling, something they might be interested in. I ha- I've had one on Judgment Day, and afterward, or Armageddon. Pardon Hi. me, Ar- Armageddon, like God's War, and afterward. Mm-hmm. So it's Armageddon. If you ever get time and you want to check it out, Janine, check it out and see what you think. Um, yeah, I know you've yeah, been, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you've been studying, and I and I can tell just by the way we're talking here that we have a difference of opinion and that's okay. And, and that's great. That's yeah. great. That means everybody is so individual and God talks to us individually because mm-hmm. he loves all of us. But we, we have to somehow, somehow, there, there can only be one truth. This, this is the problem. You know, there, yeah. can, only, there can only be one truth. And when yeah. you get five or six people and, and believing in five or six different things, well, ah, it's yep. something wrong. And that something truth, wrong. That, that truth, no, well, that, that truth has to be common sense. It's got to make sense, you know, because if you, if you go, well, yeah, you might believe that, but then there's no historical fact to back it up. Well, in Revelations, there won't be, but you can see... Even in Revelations, God will say, look, this is going to happen, that's going to happen, that's going to happen. And historically, that's exactly what's going to happen now. That's exactly what is happening now. Mm-hmm. And um, Doug, Doug, Doug Batchelor, I, I prefer Doug Batchelor over Walter Vies, only because Walter Vies goes into a lot, a lot of history. You know, um, he'll, he'll get on one subject and then he'll take that right back through history of when that was, mm-hmm. that went, you know. But, but uh, yeah, so I like Doug because he'll go into the history of how that come about and he does it quite simply and easily without, you know, without excess detail. Well, Janine, does this not make sense to you? Like, God created the earth and he put man on the earth to enjoy it. And for him to have the pleasure of us, he just decided to create us, and that's his right. So he created the earth. He created us here on the earth to to enjoy it and to eat and and have pleasure with the animals. Does it make sense that he would let the earth be destroyed when the Bible says in so many places that the earth is going to stand to time indefinite and the righteous are the ones that are going to possess the earth? So Satan has already you know, had his roaming on the earth. So, sorry, where, where does that say? Where does that say? Where, where does what say? Well, which, uh, that which the earth one? is going to stand for time indefinite. Um, many scriptures. Um, I'd have to look because, that up. Because in, doesn't in Revelations God says he creates a new heaven and a new earth? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so that doesn't, that could just mean, you know, to me it could mean that you know, when the end time comes, everything on the earth is void. You know, so it's like a void in space. So it's just a ball where nothing is living. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I haven't. I haven't got into that yet. Um, yeah. it's, it's very interesting. If, if um, there, there is so many, so many scriptures that that do talk about what we're going to do here on the earth. Um, yep. in, in perfect peace, in perfect peace, the wicked will be gone, and the righteous yep. will will possess the earth. I'm sure you've heard those ones. The, um, the righteous will possess the earth. They will, and the animals will be at peace with the humans. Uh, 
I don't know if that's in Revelations or not. Isaiah. Isaiah 11 and 65. Check those ones out. Isaiah I know chapter. it says, you know, like the, the lion will lay down with yeah. the lamb. The lion will eat straw just like a cow. Yeah, yeah, um, those ones. Like, yeah. That, has, that um, has never happened in the past. That has never happened in the past. So yeah, we know that, see, that's there's talking even, about. There's the, even animals now, isn't there, Sonia? There's even animals that are showing mankind the way now because yeah. there has been a lion that has actually got a baby like an antelope, but they call it a certain thing, or a deer. It's a certain deer in Africa. And the lion has actually protected that deer and has not eaten it. So, you know, this is, to me, this is a sign from God. Well, we can see that it's possible. Yeah, yeah, because even, you know, and there's there's things like that happening, um, just incredible, you know, where... Um, you know, just these wild beasts have come in and, you know, pr- protected pr- protected things or protected each other. And normally they would eat them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one where there was a fox that I just saw one just recently where there was a, a, a female lion and there was an injured fox on the road and... Um, about three or four lionesses, um, you know, were sort of sitting around it and there was one lioness, you know, walked up to smell it and there was a a, um, a king lion that come and it looked like it was going to attack the fox and the lioness actually attacked him and and the fox who was injured was able to get up and, you know, go away and, and it, well, I think it was okay. So little things like that are happening in the in the animal kingdom itself. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah. We can see that. You know, there's so many things on the earth that we can see is possible and 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 makes sense. So why would God destroy the earth? Like he no. he he doesn't say anywhere that he's going to destroy the earth. He's going to make a new heavens and a new earth. Yeah, and but it, yeah, that's right. And you know what? God's not going to let us down. Before the end time comes, you know, he's going to have certain people that are working for him and he's going to be able to show how loving a God he is, you know, um, because there's going to be people on earth that don't know, you know, that haven't that haven't read the scriptures or haven't done this or haven't done that. And there's there's going to be God's people placed throughout this earth that are going around and they're going to heal in the name of Jesus. You know, so while this is going on, you know, there's going to be the other side going on, which is going to be more satanic. So you're going to have the two sides come and you're going to have the very peaceful side creating miraculous miracles and the other side trying to destroy all that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's, uh... You know, so God is going to show his love in the last days. I believe that. I believe God is really going to show his love in the last days for oh, those for sure. beautiful hearts because they're the ones that have been calling out that something's mm-hmm. wrong, something's not right. Yeah. They've been calling out. So God is going to be there to show them the way. Yep. Well, it does He's say not that, going to leave them. He's not going know, to leave them in the dark. No, it does say that uh, His God's purpose will be fulfilled. Yep. 
Yep. And his purpose was to have the earth filled with beautiful, wonderful people, um, meek people and righteous people. And his his purpose will not go without being fulfilled. There's a scripture in the Bible that says his words will not come back to him without results. It will happen. That's right. So either, either, either God is a liar and everything he says is bullshit mm-hmm. or... Or everything that God has said, not man-made, what God has said is true and correct. So as God says, I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. So God has never changed. That's why he sent Jesus down, because people didn't understand how loving a God he was. You know, um, and even uh, there was a place, I think, in the... um, One guy, one guy was told to go into this, into this group or village or something and he didn't want to go in there because I can't remember it now but this is and the the guy the guy who didn't want to go in there because God told him to go into this certain place and he didn't want to go in there so I think he just walked in the gates he said if you you know turn to God within you know so within 30 days or whatever it is this city will not get destroyed and he walked out and he didn't even want to say it because he knew that if they turned to God, you know, God would forgive them and he didn't want God to forgive them. Can you remember that story? I'm going to have to ask who it is. And, and that was um, in the Bible? Was that in the Bible, Janine? It is in the Bible. It is in the Bible. Um, and apparently he said, kill me now. Kill me now, God, because I know you are a merciful God and I'll know that you forgive them. And he didn't want God to forgive them. (laughs) He didn't want God to forgive them. And you know what? And the city survived because they turned from their wicked ways. You know, and he didn't want God to forgive them. And that's when he said to God, kill me now because I know you're going to forgive them. I'll see if I can find it. I know the pastor talks about it. Then if they um, change their wicked ways, I don't know. I don't know if this will bring it up. That's okay. I, I'm trying to think of the story. Yeah, I, I. Yeah, I'll have to ask the the, the pastors. Okay. Yeah, he's he's. He actually quotes it quite a bit, and I've, I've never well, there's so it many, There's so many stories in the Bible. There's so much for us to learn, so much to read, eh? Um, like yeah, we, oh, yeah. You can, you can live a lifetime and not know it all. No way. Yeah. There's so but, many ways. You know, as you said, you know, that was the old covenant. This is the new covenant that God has made. So... Um, you know, it's it's to me. I just want to really stick with the New Testament because this is the New Covenant. But the Old Testament does have a lot of good stuff in it. Well, I've read scriptures, Janine, that okay. um, the that the um, the Old Testament is examples and warnings for us. Yep. That we should be paying attention to the Old Testament because why would why would God have it written? Yes, exactly. And uh, like no, you're warnings. right there. Like you look are, at you Sodom and right Gomorrah. There. Yeah, look at Sodom and because Gomorrah. Because Daniel, 
Daniel was Old Testament, and Daniel writes about you know, the you know, exactly, and Daniel, you know, Daniel, you know, describes the 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 king's dream. You know that the king, you know, the king had a dream about the statue, mm-hmm. and so Daniel described that, and we know that the clay feet, the clay feet is the Roman system. You know, that's the that's the Roman system that came in. Um, you know, there was a, there was, uh, one of them was the Media Persia Empire. You know, there was four different empires. You know, one of gold, one of silver, uh, the bronze yeah, like one. The United Nations and <laughs> all these empires that have that have come in and, and thought they were going to bring us peace, but they haven't. Yeah, it's all predicted. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and Daniel predicted it. And that's why they say, you know, Daniel is so tied in with the revelations because it just ties the both predictions together. And, you know, and, and you know, Daniel and the revelations has, um, well, Daniel's um, and, uh, you know, yeah, has, and, and the revelations, they have the, um, they have the best, um, you know, they are prophecy. They are God's fulfillment. That is going to come. That is going to come about, and and what to look out for, and uh, that's why that's why you know Jesus says keep awake. So it's good that you know you tell people to watch out for this, watch out for that. So when it happens, they'll come back to you and they'll say, oh, guess what? You told me watch out for this. Oh yes, on it's just happened. Well, this is the thing too that we can watch out for because we know the governments are going to come after us. They're going to try and uh, uh, they're going to try and um, take away our faith. They're going to try and stop us. They're going to want to try and stop us believing in God because that's Satan's goal. Satan's goal is to have each and every one of us destroyed because he's so wicked. Um, Satan's goal Bible is says for, for like everybody a, to worship him. Yeah. Everybody that doesn't worship him. Okay, he's out to get them. He's out to kill them. Yeah, he wants us all dead. And it says in the end days, he will get he he will be like a roving lion waiting to devour someone. So whether it be television or our friends or our family or whatever, they do not yeah. want to study in the Bible. They do not want to listen about God. They they don't. They, you know, it's going to be very very few. Like the Bible says, it's going to be a very narrow pathway. Um, very, you know, how's that scripture go? Broad and broad and spacious is the road leading off into destruction, and many, many are the ones finding it. But cramped and narrow is the road leading off into life, and few are the ones finding that road. So it's going to be a very, very small group of, of men and women and people. That, that find God and, and get on that path. And we can see that happening now with the majority of the world uh, doesn't believe in God. No, they, no, no, they don't. You know, they yeah. will, they will for, forsake God for the almighty dollar, for, yeah. for power, for fame. You know, power and fame is what, you know, the devil is after. Mm-hmm. Um, He's luring yeah. us with all these things. Oh yeah, yeah, Material. and then yeah. exactly. So mm-hmm. all those, all those people that are in top. This is how I look at it. 
all the top people in politics, all the people in positions of power all throughout the world, they're all satanic and they all follow, they all follow um, Satan. That's it. Because this is, this is, he's taken over. And he's, he's, he's roving now like a lion. He's out to devour and destroy now. He's doing it now. Mm-hmm. And that's why Jesus said, be no part of the world just as I am no part of the world. Yeah. We really got to yeah. stay clear of it as much as we can and, and study God's word and just and wait for him. Wait for the new system. That should be our plan. Wait, wait for God's new order, God's, God's kingdom to come. Um, and that should be our, our focus. And I remember uh, there's something in the Bible that says, like, like a, a, a farmer in a field, when he plows, he doesn't look behind him. Because as soon as he looks behind him, he, his row goes off, you know? He doesn't have a straight row, a farmer. There's a, something in the Bible about that. So it says to, to keep looking forward and not to look back. Remember that story about Sodom and Gomorrah, Gomorrah where, where Lot and his wife and his two daughters were running to get out of there because Sodom and Gomorrah was going to be... Um, or Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed with fire and yep. sulfur and brimstone. Remember, his wife looked back, and God yep. told him not to. Don't look back. Go, go, go. Get out of there. Go, go, go. Get out of there. And don't look back. And the wife looked back, and she turned into a pillar of salt because she desired something behind her. Yep. And and yep. He knew. And, he, and, he that, knew <laughs> and that's true. There's, he knew there's her a man. Yeah. Oh, sorry. What's that? He knew her heart condition. Yes, he knew he he knew that she was longing for something that was behind her. Yeah, that's, that's right. And um, he, you know, and there's uh, there's a man who who does that, and he he went to Sodom and Gomorrah, and there there's you know stones that are there, and they 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 actually light up. They're, they're sulfur stones, and they actually light up in a blue flame. I saw that. And they, they are found no other place on earth but at Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. Those, the, the, those brimstones are still there. Brimstones, yeah, yeah. And They're found no other place on earth except there. Yeah, just proving the Bible correct again. Proving the Bible correct again. <laughs> and what? the crossings, the, the crossing where, where Moses crossed, crossed the sea, they found... Uh, uh, wheel chariots, you know, wheels from old chariots there. Yeah, I've heard of yeah. that too. It, yeah. Isn't that one? That's just amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. So, you know, you know, and God speaks of an earthquake, you know, well, not an earthquake, but the, the shaking of the world as has never, ever happened before. You know, he talks about that in Revelations. You know, so there will be a fleeing into the hills and into the mountains. But, you know, he Jesus talks about every mountain shall be moved. Yeah, it, who knows what that could be, eh? That could be a, a, a World War Three atomic bomb or something. Oh, well. Who knows? You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's hard to say, but... It, because the Bible does talk about Jesus did tell his disciples in Matthew 24 that they, they you know, he told them the signs because the disciples asked, what, "Tell us when, what the signs will be 
yeah. with the conclusion of the system of things. And he said there'll be earthquakes in one place after another. and uh, In divers' places. And I found out that divers just means various places, many places. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Um, yeah. He's, he's warned us, hasn't he? Like, he's warning us, and that's why I say the Old Testament, that's why somewhere in the Bible it even says that God has put, somewhere in the Bible it says God has put these scriptures in here for us as warnings and examples, something like that, warnings for one. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and if we, we're walking along the path, you know, and we see, you know, warning, do not swim crocodiles. Yeah. Right? Well, that's just like revelations, warning, this is going to happen, prepare yourselves, you know, so don't go down, you don't go swimming where there's crocodiles in mm-hmm. that. That's like the thing is, oh. with, with warning, <laughs> I hear somebody else talking about crocodiles. That's okay, Cheyenne. I don't mind. It's it's nice to see that others are interested in what, what, no, what we're talking about. No, you've done Cheyenne again. You call me Cheyenne again, Janine. I'm so sorry, honey. <laughs> Janine, I'm so used. To, I've been do talk with Cheyenne more than I do you, and I do that all the time. And I'm so sorry, Janine. It's, it's so I nice to hear you know, in the back. I don't even sound like Cheyenne. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. No, you oh. don't. You got a wonderful. That's okay. Accent. Um, it's been, it's nice to hear that your uh, family in the background's interested in what you're talking about. You know, that's so nice when you've got others that you can share this information with, isn't it? Uh, no, they they're probably more atheist than than <laughs> than anything. But um, yeah, but no, I'm doing Bible study um, as well. So at night, you know, my son comes in and he goes, "Oh, you know." Can you can you bust this pimple? And I go, no, you don't need your pimples busted. You just need, you know, the human touch. So he'll come in, you know, he's he's sixteen. So he'll come in, and he'll just lie on the bed with me, and I'll just I'll just you know I'll just tickle his back. So while I'm tickling his back, I'll actually read a scripture out aloud. Well, that's nice. So. See, my my son said you just made that sound really effing weird, Mum. <laughs> no, 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 no. My kids, I always hug my kids when I see them. You know, I, I and they're uh, my oldest is in his forties and my youngest is twenty five, and we always hug each other when when we see each other because we never know that could be the last time. You yeah. know, so we yeah. always give a hug and a kiss on the cheek. Always say we love you, you know, every time we say goodbye, I love you, I love you, on the phone, whether it be on computer or whatever, we we try to stay very close because you never know when you're going to lose somebody, you know. Nothing wrong with that. That's love, eh? That's what it's yes. supposed to be all about. Um, yes. A lot of times on computer, I, men and women that, that I, I just know through ki- computer, and uh, I say peace and love to you and your family. And I don't even know them, but all I do is know them on a computer. But peace and love is what it's all about, eh? That's what we're well, supposed to be every, sharing. Well, everybody agrees that God is love. Yeah. Yeah. And That's then, one and, thing and, that everybody <clears throat> will agree on. <laughs> yeah. And if, and if we all applied that love 
and that's that's where God wants us to to go. That's where He wants us to head. That's where He wants what what He wants us to learn is love, because the Bible says love never fails. Yeah, that's that's the most important commandment, right? From Jesus, right, and from God. Yeah, love yep. one another. That that was the the main commandment, the new the new covenant. That was number one. Anyway, Janine, I won't keep you. I know you've got uh, your family and, and things to do, and thank you so much. It's been fun. Really enjoyed thank talking you. with you again, and and um, it, we've got some scriptures for others to take a look at, and and um, some things for people to think about, you know. So um, anyway, I'll let you go. Um, notice Matthew. Matthew, thank you very much for coming, and all other guests also. So. Um, Anyway, you have a great, great week, and uh, maybe we'll uh, either chat with you through uh, through computer or on another talk show. Yeah, and if you do get the chance, you know, have a, have a look at Walter Veith. And Eric put me on to Walter Veith, and then, you know, Annette put me on Doug Batchelor. Okay, and let me, um, let me write this amazing, down. amazing men of prophecy, you know, that, and they, they simplify revelations and they do it in a common sense, practical way that's, that's actually backed up. It's actually backed up by other evidence in the Bible. And we can only back it up by other evidence in the Bible. If it yeah. can't be backed up by other evidence in the Bible, yeah. it can't be standing Exactly. the The Bible yeah. proves the Bible proves itself. That's right. That is correct. Yeah. Walter. Okay, I'll write these names down, Janine. Walter. Vies, as in, uh, his name is Professor Walter Vies because he's actually an historian. So it's W A L. Hang on, W A L T E R, and then V C E I T H. Walter Vies. V E I T H. E H. Okay. And Doug Batchelor. Batchelor. I I prefer I like Doug Batchelor. B A T E B A T C H E L O R. That's yeah, Doug Batchelor. Yeah, I I like Doug Batchelor because um, he doesn't go into as much history as Walter Vies goes into. You know, I get lost in the history part because, you know, uh, Walter Vies, as I said, he's an historian, so he goes right into the history of stuff. Um, you know, but Walter Vies for the New Age religions and where they all come from, oh, wow, that's a good, that's a good one to watch because, because he can go right back into the history of things and who, who started them all and why they were started and just, that, just amazing factual evidence. Um, historically all backed up, um, and and Doug I, I might have watched some of his because I remember Eric. Yeah, Eric was telling me, gave me some links or something like that. I might have watched some things on Walter. I think I have. I think I have mm. watched, but but I'll I'll watch again because you you mentioned these these names. So yeah, I'll, but I I like I like Doug Batchelor. Uh, you know, um, he he backed everything up by other stuff in the Bible, as does Walter Vies. But as I said, it just Walter just puts in a lot of history behind it, and um, whereas Doug Doug usually keeps to um, the stuff that's actually backed up by Bible stuff, mm-hmm. and you know he does mention history and 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 what's happened in history, and because of Walter Vies, you know it's all cross referenced, so I know it's true. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Just, just, yeah, these are two amazing guys. So I just can't stop thanking um, Eric from Canada who, who actually put me onto Walter Vif um, because I've put... I, Annette studies the Bible. Like I said, she's a friend of mine. Um, every spare minute that she has, she just reads the Bible. She said, people think I'm nuts. She said, but I don't care. She said, I just love it. Yeah. And I went, you know, so and when I told her about Walter Veef, she's like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Thank you so much. She said, I'm going to recommend it to all her friends as well because people ring her for, for uh, advice. <laughs> mm-hmm. do they, do people they ring use, her for advice. It's funny. Do they use God's name or what do they do there, Janine? Do they just say God and Lord or do they ever use God's name or... I know they say that no, both of them have said God's name is Jehovah. No, they've 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 they know that for a fact. They say God's name is Jehovah. That's one that's, thing. That's one thing that I'm really um, yep. kind of c- concerned about because, like, if if Jesus, we use Jesus' name, wh- why mm-hmm. would would we would not use God's name? Because Satan, like I said. As we know, Satan does not want us close to God. He wants to destroy us. And, you know, God's name was almost totally taken right out of the Bibles. You know, there was a time that they wouldn't even speak God's name because they used the reasoning. They used the reasoning, oh, his name's too sacred to use. Well, if God didn't want us to use it, he he wouldn't have put it in there the same as Jesus. Like Jesus, why wouldn't Jesus' name be too sacred to use? yeah, well, I, I I think you know, like Walter Walter Vief, you know, if you listen to him, he just says God, 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 and he goes, oh, and by the way, you know, he goes, oh, and by the way, I'm just I'm just saying God, you know, because um, but God's uh, proper name is Jehovah, so he actually. Well, that's amazing. And, it's nice. It's yeah, nice and that he actually are... and he actually tells you why it was taken out. You know about oh, everybody was saying it was too sacred, and yeah, you know, he goes into all that history. Sonia, he, you know, he, it's, he's amazing in the history department, why it was taken out, who took it out, you know, um, just, he goes into all of that, but the, the main thing is God's real word, God's real name is Jehovah, that's God's true name. Well, that's encouraging because I, yes. I believe we should be using, because that way we identify one yes. God. That's true, yes. Because yes. there's millions, there's millions. Like we, you know, some people are Satan worshippers and they would call him Satan, devil, Lucifer, whatever. Uh, they, well, they see, even, worship yeah, even the Catholic Church, they actually call Satan God because Satan is their God. Yeah. And that, so you're right, you're right, you're, you're correct in that. that Satan that is, is a God, isn't he? Because the Bible says, well, yeah, the Bible says Satan is the God of this system. Mm. Yeah, there is a scripture. Check it out. Satan oh, yeah. is yeah. is a god. Yeah, he's he's a yeah. god to to some. Like money can be a god. Sex can be a god. Whatever you yeah. worship can be a god. You can worship any type of idol. Uh, uh, you know, some yeah. might think of Carl as a god. Well, careful. You know, he's just another it, it, man. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And and Doug Batchelor mentions it as well. Oh, God's real name is Jehovah. He, you know, they both tell you, they'll both say that God's real name is Jehovah. They both mention that. Well, that's and encouraging. And why. That's yeah, encouraging. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Janine. Thank you. Okay, well, 
I'll let you go so you can enjoy your day and, and, and have a safe one and have a fun one. And God bless you and uh, your family, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> okay. Thank you. you. You too. Thanks, Janine. God bless. All right. Bye-bye. And, uh, thank you, Matthew, for coming in. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Okay, Janine. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for coming, Matthew. I guess I'll end this call. You don't have any questions, eh, or any comments you want to make? Anyone? No? Okay. Good call. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.